Get fired up for another episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. A constant barrage of eye-opening conspiracies and ad-libbed innuendo. With filthy mouths and bad attitudes. Featuring Chris. On the streets, he's known as a jackass. Also featuring Parker. Yes, there's no two ways about it. He's super white. And our special guest, Alex. No one knows what it means, but it's provocative. Entire production supervised by Bigfoot. Now, let's join the boys for their latest episode. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we watched Now You See Me 4. Uh, they'll look everywhere for Now You See Me 3. This one this one should have been called Now You Don't. Yeah, this is, uh, they use a lot of magic, the magic of cinema, to make it look like Hayden Christensen. Of making, <laughs> the magic of making Samuel L. Jackson grow hair. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, dude, he looks like Cisco. Yeah. A <laughs> movie that was been 15 years ago, like, I wonder if that's any good. Hey, I finally got my answer. Oops. Nah. <laughs> well, parts of it were good. Yeah, such parts as the runtime. Yeah, oh, oh man, that, more of that. That tight 90, we'd love to see that. Yeah, that's exactly it. All right, Parker, uh, do we have any news? Guys, it is that time of year where seasonal depression rears its ugly head. Chris, I know you don't know what that is because you're just like, I don't know, maybe stop being sad and then you go watch a bunch of movies that make you want to kill yourself. But for the rest of us... I mean, me personally, I wake up at 4 a.m. I get home at almost 4, so I see the sun for like an hour. But it's bright, it's darkest just before dawn because that Godzilla X Kong trailer is out. And uh, parents, if you're listening, don't worry. I'm good till at least April. We're all good. We're going to make it. Hold on. No matter what comes my way this holiday season, you got at least till then because. Holy Jesus, look at that little baby Kong. Look at that Dude, little fellow, you guys. That trailer where they mixed in the boys are back in town, that's all I ever asked for. It's my favorite thing. They should have put that in theaters. Can you imagine how well that would have played? I, it's, I'm still... I'm dumbstruck by the fact that the last movie I saw that had the boys are back in town in it was A Knight's Tale. That's been like 20 years, man. What are we doing? Yeah. Can you imagine seeing that last shot of them running at the screen like a Crash Bandicoot 3 level and being like, well, this looks ridiculous, actually. <laughs> Get fucking nerd. They're fucking going to Dino's Bar and Grill. Yeah. <laughs> fucking hate nerds so much, dude. Uh, Parker, I'm speaking nerd. of monkey trailers, have you seen uh, the Kingdom of the Planet of the oh, Apes no. trailer yet? Oh. <laughs> uh, that was, I thought that was going to be so much worse. Oh, oh yeah. So. <laughs> Not only did I saw, see that, I saw the Aquaman 2 trailer finally. Oh, hell yeah, yeah me too, dude. dude. I am <laughs> me so ready. Too, dude. I am so happy I'm going to be out of the state the week of Christmas. Oh my fucking god, dude. That uh, looks I hope, I hope you're going to be somewhere that has theaters, buddy. I, I hope you're going to be no, somewhere sorry, where be with the a USB-C cable because uh, <laughs> you're going to have to record about this one. You, you think you're not watching that opening weekend. Dude that's, dude, that's penciled in. We're watching that one. Even It only takes two. I Usually Look, usually it only it, takes two is used against me, all right? I'm not used to this. I'm going to have to do some math here and look at some dates. <laughs> <laughs> you know, good news, uh, Parker, is probably going to make a lot of money. 
So, <laughs> we'll have time. Spe- speaking of making uh, a lot of money, we're going to put up a GoFundMe after this episode goes up to uh, see how much money we can raise to make my wife watch this movie. Because her literal <laughs> least favorite movie of all time is Aquaman 1. And I'm huh. sure there's a number at which she will agree to see this. And it's probably... It probably is two digits, but uh, I, I kind of want to get it. <laughs> yeah, I know, but like you could probably use that money, you know, better elsewhere for like you know George Santos cameo or something. All right, uh, not now that he's upped his prices three times within twelve hours of being on cameo. Smart man, smart man, kind of. I well, no, no, he's actually a dumbass for launching at seventy five dollars. He has to know that's in demand. Guys, is coming in at a lean two hours. <laughs> that is comparatively lean, isn't it? <laughs> I just, I'm, I'm waiting for the wand cut. <laughs> Dude, my favorite part of that trailer is Amber Heard is in there for literally a fraction of a second. It's like they don't want people to know. <laughs> there's more Nicole Kidman who. Dude, there's I so much Nicole dead. Kidman. <laughs> I have not seen Aquaman once in theaters, nor will I. I thought she was dead. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I actually forgot she was in the first one. <laughs> I didn't know that his skills I was like, oh, a new were... character, cool. I didn't know that his Not skills speak. were pants that he could just hang up to dry. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> like sucks, doesn't it, buddy? <laughs> That's how it works, dude. It's Don't so good. Speaking of trailers, uh, the emotional shift I had was like, yo, what's this movie? Is this a new fucking disaster yeah. movie? And then seeing that oh, Ghostbusters yeah. logo yeah. ruined yeah. my evening. Yep. Actually groaned uh, out loud in the I had. I had an identical experience, dude. I was like, oh, what, what's this weird cryptid attacking us? Oh, oh, oh. Pulling out my Sorry, phone like, all right, let me just make a note of what episode this is. Oh. Yeah. Well, luckily, uh, in this case, it takes zero. You know, that's the thing that gets me about this trailer is it's it's not just the fact that, uh, you know, you see the Ghostbusters logo and all enthusiasm <laughs> dies, but also Paul Rudd is just falling over his shoelaces on every single joke. He doesn't say or do anything funny, and the whole time you're looking like, when did you become lame? Don't answer that. It's so, the Ghostbusters yeah. effect. Yeah, I think it is. Also, seeing poor Bill Murray. Someone took him out of his chair. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Let the man sit. There must have been several zeros, because my god. Right, yeah. for anything. Yeah. Can we get all the people that were mad about Diane Feinstein having a staff on this? It's like, <laughs> come on. Yeah. Oh, well. Uh, shan't be watching that one. Uh, all right. Too. <laughs> we won't watch Afterlife, but we'll watch the direct sequel. <laughs> <laughs> I just assume this is another reboot. Oh, no. This is the same. It's got come the kid on. from uh, Stranger Things in it. I'll take your word for it. I don't know who that is. Uh, the Finn Wolfhard, oh, well. not a porn star. Uh, <laughs> yeah, real name. He's got arms like Timothy Chalamet, which means very skinny. So uh, let's, let's get into... <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> let's get into our jerks of the week. Oh, fuck. I can't believe you've done this. I'll let you guys go first. Well... As y'all heard me complaining nonstop about my new laptop and how it's, uh, you know, does not have the appropriate drives here. Uh, what's more important was my journey to get this, in which I went to the Apple store, waited in line outside for them to open, and then when the doors opened, all 30 employees stood at their stations and applauded as we walked in the doors. 
and I've never no hated the experience way. more in my life. I've never been so uncomfortable. You gave money to these people? Why? Uh, like, I don't care if it was somebody else's money. Why did they do I, that? Was there a, a visiting dignitary or something? I don't know. I did not. Did you, like, return this and get cash and buy a real computer? Well, hold on, hold on. Maybe were you, like, the one millionth customer or something? Did you get to say it? I don't know if I got to, but I, they didn't <laughs> tell me not to. That's Texas. That's I wasn't not a privilege yeah. there. Explicit permission too. Yeah. That's, yeah. Instead of saying howdy. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's that's how this journey started. And now I'm sitting here with my microphone plugged into my uh, MacBook from 2010. Because I didn't realize I would have to buy a converter to, be, to use a USB product on a modern computer. So that's how we're doing. It's a real Frankenstein setup here. I am uh, using Discord through my phone while recording on my old MacBook with my new MacBook next to it. <laughs> I am in hell. Why can't <laughs> things just work? I, I feel myself becoming an old man day after day. Nothing works, and I hate it. I just want to <laughs> plug something in and sit down and play. What do you mean i got to download a patch? It's, it's, we're get, we're hey, getting there. at least you're not going to get viruses. Yeah. I bet I find a way. Knowing myself, <laughs> I bet I find a way. I'm fucking full boomer now. I'm over it. Yeah, this is gonna be okay, buddy. Just give me a store bought Dell, and I'll be fine. <laughs> I can't do this anymore. That's uh -oh. every single computer I've bought for the past five years has just been something where I went to like Staples and was like that one, and it's fine. Uh, turns out the nerds were also wrong all this time. Mm -hmm. Who knew? Alex, who's your jerk of the week? Uh, my jerk of the week is you, Chris, because I was all gassed up when I saw this uh, this brand new four-hour YouTube video takedown of what I thought was the angry video game nerd for plagiarizing. So I watched 35 <sighs> minutes of this before I realized it was a different guy. First of all, That's I don't fault, like H-Bomber guy, all right? <laughs> that guy's voice really sets I, the I, edge. I, I have no idea who that guy is. Yeah, his voice kind of sucks, but uh, I was just, I, I was going to tee you up. I was going to be like, my jerk of the week is the angry video game nerd. He's a fucking fraud and he steals the material, but no, it's some other guy. And it took me so long to realize it. Yeah. <laughs> you saw a four-hour YouTube Parker video and you're like, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, maybe there's lore in this. I don't know what journey I've enjoyed more. Chris becoming a horror guy despite hating it or are you just being like yeah I just watch like YouTube essays every day now it's pretty good for me I'm enjoying this growth uh, next up Parker gets into learning Morse code <laughs> I mean look I realized I don't ago, have to pay for Audible anymore a couple weeks ago I did, I did dive into history and learned a lot about Napoleon and his hot wife oh boy right. all expanding I'm so ready for that. All right, uh, let's get my my jerk of the week has to uh, be saved for probably for last. Uh, that's how good it is. That's one way of putting it. Okay, so I watched a fair amount of things here. Most of the stuff can be like reasonably explained for one reason or another. Not this one. This one, uh, the explanation you're gonna come across and be like, you know, Chris, that's not really a good enough reason to watch a movie. Uh, back when I saw the raid. I was like, wow, this is so good. And then I watched The Raid too. I was like, oh, this is also so good. I love The Raid. And uh, you know who I like from The Raid? I like Iko Uwes. And I thought, man, what if he's the next, you know, Jet Li, Jackie Chan, Bruce Lee? That, that could be great. 
I or Eric Roberts. This would be fantastic. Uh, Don the Dragon Wilson. This would be so much fun if Hiko Uwe's really takes off. I'm going to make it a mission to watch his movies when they come out. He needs the support. Which means I watched Expendables 4. Uh, or as it's as it's stylized, as it's stylized, expend four bulls. Uh, uh, question, is, question over here. Question in the back. Uh, of the answer. Classroom. Go ahead. Yeah. Did you watch three? I did not. I was about to get to that. This is a, a breaking tradition <laughs> here. Spent forever looking for it. Yeah. I, I broke tradition uh, this time around because it was like you know I have a fair amount of uh, confidence that I don't really need the context for expend four bulls. You watched like a seven-hour documentary about Friday the Thirteenth, but you faced Expendable Three and went, <laughs> "I can't do it. I don't have two hours." You're never gonna let me down off that cross, are you? <laughs> Uh, no, because you admit, don't like I, any of them. Yeah. <laughs> That's true, yeah. Well, I like Jason you, X. There's 11 movies, you hate all of them. You're like, well, I need to know what went into making this thing that sucks that I hate. And then also the next one. And the next you know, if one. That had been, next if, one. if that had been like a YouTube lore video, Alex would have been like, yeah, it makes sense. I would have done the same. All right, so. Yeah, of course. Without a doubt. <laughs> if some uh, butts were candy and nuts, dickhead, you still watch it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so. Uh, you know, with Expendables 3, that one had Ronda Rousey on the cover, and I was like, you know, I think I'm good. So anyway, in Expend 4 Bulls, which has Megan Fox. Uh, what? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Megan Fox, she's uh, in the movie, she's like the ex-girlfriend of Jason Statham, who uh, I like to say is uh, the real workhorse of the group, as in he does all the work. <laughs> uh, I think all these movies are directed by Stallone, who uh, feels like he's allowed to do that sort of thing these days. Uh, he spends most of his time in the movie off-screen, supposed dead. He's not actually dead. Uh, Raina Couture is still in this movie. He still gets screen time. What the f- Constantly. How? So they Every... write out the one guy who can still move. But Randy Couture is just... <laughs> yeah, he's in this. Also, 50 Cent is in this. Uh, he plays the one guy who... <laughs> he plays the one guy I could understand. <laughs> Randy Couture, uh, who MMA fans will, you know, they'll all tell you, man, just a fucking dump truck full of charisma. When that guy oh. talks, you <laughs> listen. Let me tell you, <laughs> fucking you know, he uh, is coming. Yeah, <laughs> he talked about his fucking ears again. He talked about them three times. That was the same joke Jesus repeated Christ. over and over again. I thought it was like a meta joke. He does like the same thing in the first movie. It was like, wait, man, what the fuck happened to years? Oh, it's called cauliflower. You get it from wrestling when you use uh, headgear. I'm like, wow, that's so funny. And this he does it three times. And I know it has to be intentional because the third time the girl he's talking to, her eyes like visibly glaze over. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's how he flirts. That's how he flirts with women. He says, you may be wondering about my ears. Well, the thing is, it's called cauliflower ear. And I think at one point, Vivi says like, hey, tell her about your cauliflower ear. <laughs> I was like, oh. Oh, th- I hope that's a joke. I uh, so you I was wondering watching. Like, <laughs> who, who would do that? This I don't have cauliflower ear, by the way. Anyway, uh, we don't all ears... have hobbies that repel yeah. women that we can't stop talking about. Yeah, slam. yeah. <laughs> uh, don't let them print that my ears are cauliflowered. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, uh, I, you know, I actually, you know, last week I watched all the all these good movies that I missed out on theaters from this year. I was like, you know, this has been a pretty good year for movies. I'm, I'm pretty satisfied with 2023 as far as movies go. What is the worst movie that's been released this year? And like stuff like that Neil Breen movie, I don't really feel like that counts. It's barely even a real movie. So I was like, 
Is it really Shazam 2? Come on. That's no. Six. It's six. six. I haven't seen it, so I, I wouldn't know. Uh, yeah, it's not on the list. Expendables 4. Honestly, dude, this might be worse than Shazam. This is fucking embarrassing. How does a movie get released in 2023 and look this bad? The CGI is atrocious. How does this look worse than Jumper? <laughs> uh, the... <laughs> The action goes nowhere, and it means nothing. It does nothing. The story is practically non-existent. Uh, I don't care about pretty much any of the characters. Uh, Megan Fox is in this for some reason. I really don't understand why, besides the fact that she's pretty. Uh, I don't watch Expendables 4. I know you guys were looking to watch it, and you, must, you might be thinking to yourself, come on, Chris, surely there's one good reason to watch it. Actually, there is, technically. It's not Ika Uwes, because this is the movie that kind of made me say, like, and I think I'm out on Ika Uwes. No, uh, the real it's draw, uh, the real draw of this movie, Tony Jaw. Turns out uh, Tony Jaw is really good, and he's like oh. the only interesting character. I haven't seen him in a minute. With that, yeah. yeah, yeah, I know. And again, that's not enough to get you to watch it, but like, yeah, Tony Jaw rules. So, no, I'll just watch Shocker. other Tony Jaw movies. But also, yeah, do that. Just watch Triple Threat. Okay, so uh, that was my old thing with the Expendables one. Watching is like, man, these guys are a lot better in their own movies. Oh, correct. Not watch yeah. This. Oh yeah. Also, uh, who's a big meaty guy who drinks a lot in the other movies? In this one, uh, he decides to not drink anymore. And then he finds he can't shoot, so he has to start drinking again. Great message for all the alcoholic That's dads cool. watching this. Hell yeah, brother! Yeah, I'll crack open uh, a ice cold Steve Weiser to that. Yeah, here we go. Okay, so the next. Oh, wait, that reminds... There's a... I gotta talk about this. It's just fucking throwing me off here, okay? So, beginning of the movie, uh, Sylvester Stallone and uh, Jason Statham go to this bar. And uh, Jason Statham's like, why did you bring me here? And Sylvester Stallone's like... Which means I lost my ring to a guy in a bet, and I would like to get it back. So you could just welch on bets in in this movie. It's fine, you know? But it's easy to do that because this guy is very small. And he's nicknamed, I don't know, Giant or something like that. Anyway, Jason Statham beats the absolute shit out of him and his two large friends and steals the ring back. Excited? Cool. Anyway, yeah, so That's I'm gonna awesome. give away the I'm gonna give away the twist of this movie. At the after this they go on a mission somewhere and uh Sylvester Stallone's plane blows up and they're like, Oh no, our our good friend uh term used loosely uh, died. What do we do? Michael Fox is going to be the captain of our group. I don't get it. Anyway, he comes back at the end. And he's like, "Well, in previous missions, I had to pretend the guy was dead." And uh, Jason Statham's like, "Yeah, but we saw your charred remains in the ocean." He's like, "Oh no, no, no!" Turns out that short guy that they beat up and they stole the ring back from, they put him in the cockpit of that plane and they fucking oh killed him. <laughs> All right, that's, this is good actually. <laughs> I was watching it like. And yeah. he, there's yeah, going to be a like shot this. at the end where he's, like, in the water, like, okay, I think I'm okay. I can move my legs. <laughs> just the, yeah. just a scene from fucking uh, Austin Powers. <laughs> he, you see him in the water drowning, and then it pans over, and it's a pool with a five-foot-deep sign. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely wild. Like, this is the fourth time we've brought all of the biggest heroes in action cinema together. It's like... Hey, that guy fucking Wayne got my ring fair and square. Let's dump him in the ocean like Bin Laden. Yeah. High five, everyone. Yeah. A lot of green screens in this movie, by the way. Just a lot of them. 
All right. Uh, moving on to something more festive. Uh, at time of record, it's a lot of time on Expendables Four. Yeah, that is a lot of time. <laughs> more time than I deserve. For my next sixteen movies, <laughs> no. <Nah>, I... Uh... <laughs> yeah, if you'll just watch this pizza box for a second. <laughs> I, I decided for actually, it's good. <laughs> I decided for the holidays, I would try to watch uh, more Christmas movies, and there's a whole lot that I haven't seen. So I was like, okay, I'll start one off with uh one that was advertised last year at like the alamo I was like oh go see this christmas movie but i didn't have time for it i was like oh, i'll give it a shot uh this is a winner of one of the worst movie posters i've ever fucking seen this is called scrooged with uh bill murray and i was fine i guess uh alex i i don't think this would, I, how do you feel about bill murray i, I can't remember if you're pro or anti or i'm lean pro yeah um there was a while there that I found him annoying, but like we're back now that he's basically dead. Yeah, I. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Also, <laughs> no, like the Wes way. Anderson appearances, he's pretty good in those. This one, I he did nothing for me in this one. I, I felt very annoyed by him most of the time. That poster doesn't do a lot to turn me away. Uh, you know who I liked? This was actually Karen Allen. Uh, she was the girl from uh, Indiana Jones and uh, Starman and uh, some other movies. I thought she did a great job sure. in this. So I I wish I could see more Karen Allen, for what that's worth. But overall, Scrooge, I, it's it's uh, Richard Donner, actually. Uh, same guy who did Superman. Parker, he's a guy with the cape. Uh, I still haven't seen Superman 2. Does he know Aquaman? I loved his party. <laughs> <laughs> Does he know Aquaman? Boy, I hope he shows up. All right. Uh, so anyway, uh, yeah, I liked it. You know, the other Christmas, it's not really a movie, it's just a short, uh, so it barely counts here, but uh, Mickey's Christmas Carol, which somehow I'd never seen. Uh, and I was like, all right, I guess I'll give this shot. It's, like, really well regarded. I'll tell you what's impressive is condensing all of Christmas Carol into 20 minutes. And they do a really good job of, like, here's the major story beats. This is how it goes. It's great. If I had to say anything about this, this is the final performance of the guy who played Donald Duck. I have no idea what the fuck he's trying to say in this. And for some reason, I don't know, the cut that I had... His volume is mixed so much louder than every other character. So he bursts in with, Christmas! Or, or whatever that is. I guess I kind of sound like Stitch there. And it's so fucking loud. I I was not a fan of that. The cut I had in regards to. Yeah, the, uh, the bootleg <laughs> the copy Christmas of uh, his Christmas Carol. <laughs> Like, they almost got a bad transfer. It's like, no, there's one version for a hundred years. I, I downloaded the special version. Found, the of Donald Duck found audio this fucking Dusty Betamax in a fucking used bookstore. He went on the IP tour. <laughs> God damn it. I, really got yeah. me. I don't know why. Uh, what else did I do? Um, some of the ones I talked about aren't really. Uh, you know, another thing I'm trying to do since I completed the list, I kind of had like the shakes for a while, and I haven't been able to sleep really well. So I made a new list, and uh, this. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, this is. Man. I think I've. I, th- I think I may have mentioned Here's those this, thousand so movies, and also whatever I watched this week. Man, if your family like believed in autism, your life would be a lot different right now. But unfortunately, the buddy same. Nice to. try. Right. I got tested for autism. Three of a kind. <laughs> Don't worry, buddy. I'm in that yeah, boat any, with anyway, you. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Um, the list is a one I've already made. It's just my list of favorite movies. And I was like, 
I should go back and rewatch some of these because it's been like. You don't get to make a list of good movies. What the fuck are you talking about? Why not? This is mine. Anyway, uh, I was like, I haven't seen some of these. Yeah. (laughs) I haven't seen some of these in like 15 years. I'm going to, you know, give these a shot, see if they still hold up. And if they don't, then, you know, they're no longer on my favorites list. I get to condense it down a bit because I have like 400 movies on there. So, uh,. I'll tell you one that really holds up, and I was surprised by how how well it hold. I was surprised by how well it held up. Is uh, Sherlock Junior. with Buster Keaton? And you're like, oh god, he's literally talking about a silent movie from 1924. It's 45 minutes. It feels like there's like a sliding scale right. that could get you in there. I was shocked. You know, you start. You started with Sherlock Jr., and this felt like a baby genius to spit off, and it just got better and better from there. Yeah. You said Buster Keaton, I was like, oh, thank God, there's no infants in this. <laughs> like, there's going to be nobody telling me this is actually really funny. One yeah. of your favorite movies of all time is a bunch of babies solving this. <laughs> <laughs> the magnifying glasses, the techniques that they used in 1924, incredible. Uh, <laughs> real gumshoe. Yeah, I, I have to, to have to zoom in on him because he's so small. <laughs> right. Yeah. I. I. Well, actually, yeah. That's the thing. Buster Keaton was like what five four, I think. Uh, and how would I know? I. 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 I, I why am I the only one who knows? Chat. Things? Is that right? Was he five four? I email Parker. Well, actually, it was a normal height uh, back Buster then. Keaton's height. Uh, <laughs> you're sitting in a theater whisper like those babies look really old <laughs> how do they do the makeup in this i i would love to see the uh i would love to see this movie in a theater uh unironically you can actually see the dna for this movie in jackass 3d police story uh stuff like that and everyone who's in those like johnny knoxville and jackie chan have both acknowledged buster keaton as a serious influence the reason that this works is because of spectacle. It's the same reason that people go to the circus is you're going to see people pull off stunts that no one else would have the guts to pull off. And it's not just like, oh, you know, visual gags and stuff, which there's a fair amount of those. And, you know, physical slapstick humor. That's that's one thing. But there's a lot of stuff where Buster Keaton does stuff and you think there's, there's no fucking way he lived through that. And he does. There's a scene in which he breaks his neck and is able to get up and run away. I don't know how he did that. Uh... There's a couple ones where, again, should have been killed uh, at least a couple times. And there's at least one gag that I'm pretty sure uh, Knoxville pulled off in one of the Jackass movies. And then got hit by a wrecking ball, for what that's worth. Uh, I I kind of love this. I, it's kind of uh, amazing to see. And also, again, 45 minutes long. You're in, you're out. And if you don't love it, hey, well, it's 45 minutes. This is like, you know, one-seventh the length of one of Alex's YouTube lore videos. <laughs> oh yeah i hate when alex watches stuff that's really long that's so annoying don't we all the hate long that guys? video bastard don't we all fucking hate that I, isn't it, it's so fucking sh- I, I can't get over this like i watch a lot there's so how chris you stupid fucking piece of shit alex is hey. over here watching his 10 hour lore hey, videos on you, chris jam you want to know the secret chris <laughs> it's another tab i never watch it it's a fucking podcast same thing. Oh, yeah, they always, anyway, I'll tab over and see like something on screen. I'm like, oh, you, you didn't need to put that effort into it, buddy. He could have put up a still frame. Yeah, I'm watching a second. Uh, this could, this. Yeah, for real. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What else like I the want? F-list podcast? Just that video of those fucking Ooh. husky humans like running around fucking each other. <laughs> uh, tune into our other content. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wonder what that All is. Right. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to talk uh, about. Don't some... worry, you can. You can find it on YouTube by searching "How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Cunt Boys." 
You think I'm kidding? No, I don't. <laughs> I'm going to skip a couple movies that I watched because I spent more time than I expected talking about Expendables 4. So <laughs> get all those baby buddy, buddy. You can have my minutes. There's not a lot there. There's that. That's something I didn't expect to be saying. But uh, <laughs> I, I watched Trading Places. They had that at the Alamo. Uh, technically a Christmas movie of sorts. I thought it was really good. Turns out this Eddie Murphy fella, pretty funny. Turns out this, uh, uh, who's the other guy who's in this? Dan Aykroyd? Dan Aykroyd. Not that funny. <laughs> I Maybe it's his role or something like that. Or I, actually, I think he's just trying a little too hard. It, whatever he's doing, it just doesn't work for me. I don't think he has a single funny line in the movie. But what really sticks out to me about Trading Places, have you guys seen Trading Places? I know I've seen parts of it, I've never seen the whole thing. Uh, well, I would recommend it. I actually think it's worth, at least just for Eddie Murphy, that's the real reason to watch it. Basic idea is uh, Dan Aykroyd is a rich white guy, uh, Eddie Murphy is a very poor black man, and the two guys in charge of Dan Aykroyd's company are like, I say, Jasper, how about we make them trade I places? I have seen this. Okay, so, all right, there you go. Uh, this is a, and it's like... It's at a bar. Yeah. <laughs> it that's counts. the best it place to watch titles. it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, this is the sort of movie it's that... real racist at the end. I will get to that. Okay, so this is the sort of movie that, like, Bong Joon-ho... This is the sort of thing that, like, uh, Bong joon the guy who made Parasite, this is the sort of thing he would watch and, like, start levitating while watching it because it is so dense with its uh, political messaging. Not that I disagree. It's just like, hey, we should be nicer to poor people. That's, you know, basically... But, like... Man, really, really hardcore with a lot of it. Uh, especially towards the end of the movie where you're just like, okay, take the foot off the gas, John Landis. Speaking of, what else was John Landis doing in 1983? Tune in for our seven-hour video that explores this theme. <laughs> uh, I'm sure it helped poor people. <laughs> well, it didn't help those poor kids in the helicopter. Anyway, uh, it's interesting to see the jokes that landed in 1983 that don't land anymore today. I'm going to not use the word land there because of the director... It's funny to see the jokes that, that hit in 1983. <laughs> Josh appreciates the explanation. <laughs> they don't really hit today. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, actually, that reminds me of one of my favorite. Actually, I think probably my favorite joke in the whole movie is um, the two rich guys are explaining commodities to Eddie Murphy. They're like, uh, and we control the uh, the orange juice subsidies. Orange juice, which you may have had for breakfast. And pork belly is used to create bacon, which you might find in a bacon, lettuce, and tomato sandwich. And Eddie Murphy breaks the fourth wall just by looking at the camera like... And it's... I don't know why, but that was really... He just does it in a way that's perfect. I have to think that he added a little something to the script, because a lot of these feel like Eddie Murphy-like jokes. Speaking of Eddie Murphy jokes, there are a lot of jokes that uh, may have you know, worked in 1983 that don't work so well now. For example, there are a couple moments where they use the F-slur. And those killed in our oh. theater. Everyone, uh, no, the other one. Everyone uh, seemed to think that that was a very, very funny word. And, like, they were laughing. I'm like, okay, hey, me too. I'm laughing. when It's, it's working for me. Uh, there is a scene where uh, bestiality rape is implied multiple times. That got a lot of laughs in the theater. Everyone seemed to think that's very funny. Oh, the gorilla's gonna rape him. That's great. But you know what joke just didn't... Yeah, you know what joke just didn't work? 
the Rasta blackface at the end. All of a sudden, the blackface <laughs> comes on screen and pe- audible oh, gasps. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> and I, I was, I just thought it was Check a little movie, interesting. Yeah. You know, the actually the it really to uh, be a society. The really interesting thing about it is. I guess it was played for laughs, but this isn't like, I, I think in a lot of movies that I've mentioned where uh, there's a blackface scene, which is like most movies that I watch, I, it, the movie is trying to say, hey, don't do this, blackface is racist, but we're doing it in like a funny way. This one is not trying to make the argument that blackface is racist. This movie is trying to make the argument that blackface is a really good disguise. <laughs> and, uh... Well, I mean... That... <laughs> hear him out. Hear him out. Yeah. It actually doesn't work, uh, but it is very Look, funny. We're gonna be doing digital surveillance on everybody, you know, yeah. everything with all the CCTV cameras. Like that's gonna fool things. Yeah. Showing up to a protest in blackface is like, no, you don't understand. I don't want them to see. <laughs> yeah, this, is, this is because I hate the CIA. <laughs> anyway, I mentioned I was seeing this to my dad. He was like, I never saw it, but that's the one where Jamie Lee Curtis dumps him out, right? So that's his take on it. Well, well does she? Yeah, twice. Anyway, uh, this is... All right, so uh, right. All right. Note to self, don't watch this at a bar. Yeah. (laughs) Now, maybe the barcode is, like, different, you know? (laughs) That's that's the one where they mix down... I'm sure it's recorded off TBS, dude. (laughs) I was hoping that they have, like, different bar cuts of things. Like the the cut I had of uh, Ninja Scroll. I guess they don't really show that at bars for one reason or another. All right, next thing I watched. (laughs) I did watch... uh, Bully beat down. Thank you so much, Parker. Those 20 minutes flew by. Uh, You're welcome. Yeah, this is one where uh, it's. I had to move on to season two because uh, I, in order to watch the 11th episode, they made a season two of Bully Beatdown somehow. Jason Mayhem Miller, there's different production values. Now he starts off in the ring and the crowd is around him cheering and uh, clapping. I, I just want to play a little clip that I actually got from this, uh, from this episode. And I just want to... You know, play it for the people. You know, I'm not, you know, just make it up. Jason Mayhem Miller actually sounds like this. I'm going to play it now. We all know there's two types of delusional. There's normal, run-of-the-mill, universal health care delusional. Then there's I'm Gold's gift to the world, Spencer Pratt type delusional. <laughs> Tonight's bully, yeah. well, he's type two delusional. One of his longtime victims, Jefferson, sent me this tape. <laughs> That is one that, of the most annoying voices and cadences <laughs> I've ever heard in my life. His laugh. It, it, it sounds like fucking Sweet Tooth from Twisted Metal. <laughs> he honestly sounds like a Crank Anchors character. He's, the, and the thing is, like, the whole time he's doing, like, the, this movement where it's like, what, what's that, 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 like, claw motion where someone is, like, clearly knocked out on a football field? He's doing that with his hands, but he's also, his arms are held like a marionette. And I'm not really sure why he's doing any of this. <laughs> Anyway, watching uh, Miller talking to you, like, look at that. It's a classic fencing response. The man needs to be taken out of here. <laughs> right, <immediately. yeah. laughs> That's exactly what it looks like, dude. Anyway, uh, the bully for this one is, uh, he said it on there. I wouldn't listen. But uh, he's like an amateur rapper. That's always fun. And he beats up this other guy. I think they uh, they tried to up it. They told the bully, like, hey, can you, like, actually pretend to be more annoying so it's more fun when you get the shit kicked out of you? So the guy's, like, really, you know, hamming it up. Unfortunately, they sent him up against a uh, good friend of the show, Jake Shields. Parker, <laughs> would you like to tell the kids at home about uh, Jake Shields, what he's known for? 
Uh, just one of the most boring fighters in the history of the sport who would go undefeated for years but never get a title shot because he was so fucking boring and no one wanted to see him. And now he is super online in all of the worst ways. All of the ways you don't want your favorite athlete to be online. Oh, man, he got some questions about uh, vaccines especially. You just throw yeah. that at him and boy, he'll tell you all about it. Yeah, he uh, went on a Charlie Kirk those, show uh, and said, whiteness is great. Cool. How fast did he heal from a torn Achilles? <sighs> well, well gonna... because he uh, doesn't get People vaccines, he doesn't tear his Achilles. Uh, hey, mm-hmm. Remember that joke I made like 10 minutes ago about those uh, bathing suits at Target? Well, <laughs> I bet he has some <laughs> opinions. I bet it would not be hard to find. Yeah. Oh, man, He's, that's like uh, asking the most boring fighter in the world what he thinks about trans kids and then putting a gun in your mouth because who can Yeah. He's like, uh, he's the kind of person who goes up to Greta Thunberg and he said uh, Andrew Tate should kick the shit out of Greta Thunberg. <laughs> Why? An incredible bit. Yeah. And this I, guy, you know, he's, he's really like turning boys into men. He should go beat up this child. <laughs> Speaking of bully beatdown. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know. He's a... He is a bit much. Anyway, he makes this guy tap five times in two minutes. So that's uh, that's $5,000 in the drain. But apparently he wasn't very good at striking, or I guess he was just kind of new to it because he can't knock this guy out. Uh, but it's the same thing as the other ones where the guy has like the, the padded helmet thing on. It's just in the core go like this. And by the end of it, he literally can't even breathe. And he still couldn't knock this guy out. I, uh, I don't Like know. I said... The most boring fighter. Yeah, I, I will say like, very talented he's wrestler, incredibly skilled. But yeah. uh yeah, he would just take you down, and that was—he was the poster child of what everyone who does not like MMA makes fun of MMA for being. That's every Jake Shields fight. He just gets you down in the first ten seconds. It's like, all right, well, I guess the bell will ring in five minutes, and we'll do this all over again. Yeah, well, Absolutely. unfortunately, like that was when I was in my peak of watching like every event. The second he landed a take on, I would just go in the other room. Like, all right, he's not going to finish him. Nothing's going to happen. Then I'd come back, and then I'd do it again. And now he's just uh, threatening to beat up foreign children about yeah. climate change. He calls his fighting style American Jiu-Jitsu. Oh, fuck yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. That owns. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I do uh, American Jeet Kundo. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Yeah, he's uh he's real great. So anyway, uh this show ends. So uh on to Godzilla oh, minus one. I uh, I got to see this at the Alamo. Barker got to see it in D Box. Uh Alex, Hell you yeah, watched brother. Alex, you watched it? Yeah, I uh I saw it at the forty X Regal, the one that's like way more like a fucking roller coaster than D Box. Which uh, I have oh, thoughts dude. on, but we'll get there. Yeah. Well, uh give it away now. I liked it. Uh, most people seem to like this as far as I can tell Uh, it's important to note that this is a Godzilla movie that is far more like the first Godzilla movie and I guess the 1984-1985 one Parker you can correct me on that Uh, it was the one that like restarted the series I guess in which it's trying to be a bit more of a horror movie and uh, perhaps more of uh, an allegory for something than uh, a movie where they go to the earth inside of the earth and there's a monkey tomahawk there which don't get me wrong I like that there's but, one for uh, both, and that's yeah. what's beautiful about cinema. I happen to like this one a little bit more, and uh, the reason I liked it a bit more is because uh, I think this is the first time that I've ever found Godzilla to be a little bit scary. 
I like the characters, and I haven't said that about any human character in a Godzilla movie since Don Fry in Final Wars, who, just want to establish, he probably could have taken Godzilla, alright? I, I saw this match I against the it. Japanese guy. Uh, I I thought the special effects were pretty good. I thought that, like, the chunk of, like, his, like, scales coming out and, like, the atomic breath thing, that actually looked cool for a change. Uh, I had a pretty good time. I don't think it's perfect in any way. Uh, it does do the Wayne's World thing where it's like, let's do the super mega doopy happy ending. And they bring back uh, that girl at the end of the movie. Uh, you could just leave her dead. It's fine, you know? Also, the movie was like that close to turning into a pro kamikaze movie. And I was like, hmm. Uh, but ultimately, I, ultimately, I did have a good time. Parker, what did you think as uh, the Godzilla apprentice? Well, um... I will say, after the movie, I got a glimpse of what my future holds. Because, of course, you know, we all spill out. We all go to the bathroom. And there's a man, let's say late 40s, early 50s. He's He goes in by himself. Like, he's not with a group. He walks up to the urinal and just looks at some other stranger goes, Hey, did you ever see uh, Space Godzilla? And I, <laughs> I know in my heart that's going to be me. <laughs> did you ask which one? I kept talking, but he just, he started, like, leaning forward. I was like, oh, okay, no, I'm, I'm going to leave now. This yeah, man is all been there. He's fading. I'm getting out of here. I absolutely love this. Again, not perfect, but as the little monster piggy, I had a fantastic time, especially because as a little piggy, I paid extra for my shaking seats. So every Hell time yeah. he was on screen, when he shot that atomic breath in my my seat vibrated with every single dorsal fin popping up. Let me tell you. That's what movies are about. Also, oh, yeah. something about, like, war. I don't know. I didn't really get it. I didn't read it. it. seemed kind of boring. I fell asleep. But the monster was pretty cool. Yeah. I like the, uh, the, the guy line that... His very young child. That kid was <laughs> fighting for his life for, like, a good 30 minutes. Absolutely. You know, I, I kept thinking about the line, uh, no one will take responsibility for the chaos. And I was like, that's, that's something I'm going to hold on to. I didn't like the little kid uh, crying because whenever I see like a little kid crying like that in a movie, I'm like, some director is doing some shit off screen to like make that kid cry, or maybe it's just a kid being a kid. I don't know. Alex, what are your thoughts? I feel like just being on a set would just make you cry after like two hours. Oh yeah, that too. Yeah, it's it's my nap time. Like you kept me up an extra fifteen minutes, Mister Kubrick. Like fuck this. Um. <laughs> So, before I get into the movie, I want to talk about my experience at the 4DX Theater. Because uh, I have not been to a movie in 4DX before this. Uh, also, I thought the Gallery Place Regal closed down, but I was informed on Monday, oh no, it's still open. They're going to show it to you in this cool format. Uh, so, Parker, as you know, as somebody that went to see this in Douchebox, mm-hmm. um, like those, cha- those are still like plush chairs. You almost feel like you're in like one of those massage chairs at the airport or the mall. Absolutely. Like, you know, it... It resonates, but, like, you're still comfy. Uh, I get to the theater for this, and it looks like a roller coaster seat. Like, there's a little spot for my feet to sit on. Like, this chair doesn't move. I've got, like, metal armrests and metal cup holders. I'm just like, what the fuck am I signing up for? Uh, so on one hand, let me get, let me do the bad first. Um... They do a lot of, like, in-theater effects. Like, you know, they'll blow air at you. They'll modulate the temperature. It's very cool during all the ocean scenes. Uh, but they also flash lights when there's gunfire. And, oh, no. Uh, I, don't, oh. I don't need flashing lights in my movie. Fuck all that. Uh, however, buddy, I rolled with the cockpit in that plane. And that 
felt so good. Like, that I was there for. I, uh, I finished my popcorn very early, put it on the seat next to me. Ten minutes later, that fucking empty popcorn went flying off that seat, and I was like, oh, hell yeah. Like, we're not fucking around with this. Like, I had a knot in my shoulder that that movie cured, and I love it for that. Um, that said, uh, the best part of this Godzilla movie is that it's a real movie. And also the worst part of this Godzilla movie is that it's a real movie. I enjoyed it. I'm very, very happy I saw this. I also walked out of it and was like, well, other than you two, I don't know who I can tell to go see this movie because you're going to go in thinking you're getting a monster movie and you're going to get, you know, 45 minutes of this guy that's sad that he didn't crash his plane into an American boat. And I thought the story was, like, very well done and, like, really, really handled an issue that maybe current generations in Japan are losing touch with and to do it in this way felt very important in a way that I wasn't expecting a Godzilla movie to feel important but uh at the same time like man if you don't know dick about history like what are you gonna get out of this there's like three Godzilla scenes you know well I enjoyed it and I don't well, know well you also well, love well, Godzilla yeah, well that's that's also I think that's Alex's point it's just like when he asked who this is for I think some Godzilla fans might not. Well, never mind. Godzilla fans like anything with Godzilla in it. But we some sure people do. who wait, you like also the idea. Them all. See, this is this is what I'm talking about. This man watched 30 of them. He's like, hey, these fucking morons over here will watch any but sloppy yeah. put in front of them. Well, hey, yeah, because 25 of them are shit. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is, I want to find the good wrong. ones, and eventually, I found the very small handful of good ones. Also, Parker, jealousy is not a good look for you. So, anyway. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right, I will sit down. I will say, in a lot of ways, I feel similarly about this movie to how I feel about Prey. Where I loved Prey. Like, Prey to me is the best movie in the Predator series. And this is probably the best movie in the Godzilla series. That's damning with faint praise to an extent, because, you know, Godzilla has, you know, all of those fucking movies, like All Monsters Attack. And Predator has the one with Gary Busey in the hood. Uh, but, <laughs> like, this movie is about something. And it's about something that's really poignant and really important. And something that American audiences probably aren't going to see in almost any other context. So, I feel like people should see this movie. But I don't know how to convince people to see this movie if they don't already like one of those two things, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's, see, that's the thing. It's like, for a yeah. crossover from one to the other, not, hey man, you want to go see a Godzilla movie? No? Well, what if I tell you it's about post-war trauma? Still no? All right. Well, yeah, you can't really do the cell where you tell people, no, no, this is the good one. Finally, after 30 no, movies. No, this one's actually serious and it takes place at, hello? Okay. Cool. Yeah. That's the other thing. After 30 movies, it's going to be tough to convince people. It's like, no, this one is, uh, this one has themes. <laughs> uh, Imagine trying to convince them that after the trailer for Godzilla X Kong just dropped. They're like, I think, <laughs> I think you're lying to me, actually. Yeah. Giant chimpanzee. I think you're fucking with me. Like, no, yeah. this one doesn't have the hollow earth. It's different. Yeah. It's about kamikaze pilots. Yeah, <laughs> it's actually weird because you know the the Imperial Japanese government knew about Hitler's Hollow Earth theories, and uh, that, that's a different podcast. But it doesn't have to be. Yeah, we'll keep that in. Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, please. Yeah, yeah. Please. if we were on a C one yeah. jumper, we might Great, be, it's interesting. give me some of these theories. Yeah. So 
the best way to, to sell Godzilla minus one is to grab someone by the skull, throw them into the theater, and force them to watch it. Because once they get to the actual introduction of Godzilla, they're probably going to be like, hey, that, that strange man who grabbed me against my will and made me watch this movie, maybe he was right about this. Because that, that opening scene where you first see Godzilla, you're just like, what the fuck? They don't do, like, the thing that every other Godzilla movie does where you hear, like, the rumbling in the distance and, like, oh, the building is shaking or whatever. It's like, as soon as you see it, it's like, oh, man, that's a real money shot right there. It's better than the other I mean, ones in that regard. America hasn't made a good Jurassic Park movie in 30 fucking years. And this is just the cold open. Yeah. I'm also gonna uh, fucking... Uh, sp- yeah, I'm also gonna spoil this one further. They blow up his fucking head. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that, kid yeah. Next, <laughs> that kid next to me. When they just blew up his head the first time and his face just like healed itself. When I say he bolted upright like The Undertaker, <laughs> that kid had a formative experience in that theater. He was not prepared for that. That shook him. He had been like restless Literally. and trying to like get out of his seat for like 20 minutes. He That kid froze. Like, what in the fuck is this? Yeah, kid's probably having like a rough time that. because of like it's subtitled and stuff. We should probably like do an American dub of it. <laughs> you could get Jason yeah, and Miller. We should, we should do it. <laughs> Dibs on the girl. That kid's sitting there like, wait, we wait, the, Japan aren't all bad guys? Like, what's going on here? Father, we did this? <laughs> yeah, this is a good double feature with Oppenheimer. No, 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 that was the British son. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. I will say, um, living where I live with the kind of people that live around me, Going on a Tuesday evening, we could not find more than two D-Box seats together. When we went to see John Wick 4, we bought out like seven or eight tickets in a row and just had like the whole row to ourselves. Could not find more than two seats together. Like the D-Box was sold out at the XD screen at 6.30 on a random Tuesday. We love to see that, folks. We absolutely love to see it. From my understanding from talking to people that live in like places that aren't population centers, like... This movie hasn't been in as many theaters as you would expect, given how well it's been received and how well it's doing. But apparently they're expanding that this coming week. So I know a lot of people that are like, thank fucking God my local theater's getting Godzilla, like, within the past two days. And that's good. Like, I'm really happy that people are seeing this movie and liking this movie. Yeah, I, it's it just... it's certainly doing well on social media, for what that's worth, which is probably not that much. But, like, the letterbox reviews are, like, through the roof. Uh, I have a question. Very important. I shouldn't cite that. I have a question for for Parker <laughs> specifically. Uh oh. Are you upset that he doesn't do the roar? A little bit. A little bit. All right. I, I'm just making sure because, like, I was like, "Where's the roar?" Like, you got to do the roar. This is, to me, to me, this is like such an established franchise that, like, I think of Godzilla movies when I go in the same way I think about James Bond, where like I'm just expecting like these four motifs to be part of it no matter what the rest of the context of the movie is. And I got all of those from this, except the roar. And did I did get like, the song oh. about three times, and that's... Yeah, yeah they did. Yeah, we love the song. I want to be honest. I almost overplayed the song. I didn't have a problem with the song, actually. Uh, I, the way that this... song triggers like a serotonin reaction in my body that nothing else even gets close to anymore. After yeah. all these years, still. You know, one of the things I liked is uh, the way that it was structured. Seeing Godzilla that early and, like, full view of him is really important because after that, like, the next 30 minutes are, like, kind of a soap opera-ish sort of way to put it, which I liked. I thought those scenes were, like, really well done. But if you hadn't seen that scene, you would have been wondering, like, am I seeing Godzilla minus one or am I watching something else here? What's going on? Uh, 
I don't mean to just do the comparison game because, like, if I compare it to any other Godzilla movie, it's just going to be like, yeah, it was better than that. But, like, I like this a lot more than Shin Godzilla. And I don't think Shin Godzilla is a bad movie. I just think it's perfectly fine. I agree. I, I, I said this to somebody uh, who hadn't seen it yet when I was trying to convince them how good it was because it was somebody that had very similar feelings about Shin Godzilla to me, which is, like, I didn't walk out of Shin Godzilla like, yo, that was sick. I walked out of it like, thank God they didn't fuck that up. Like, because I would have been disappointed if Shin Godzilla sucked, you know? Like, this is this is their baby. I want them to make a good version of this. And Shin Godzilla is fine. It hits all the beats. But, uh, fucking ask me anything about that movie right now except other than, you know, the Godzilla destroying shit scenes, and I couldn't fucking tell you. There was one bit where, like, Godzilla had, like, googly eyes, and he looked kind of silly. I'm like... Yes! Exactly. Good. I remember yeah. that. <laughs> Meanwhile, his eyes in this movie but, are really scary. Also, maybe maybe it's not a he because uh, this had this Godzilla had childbearing hips. Mm. <laughs> Get up in there! <laughs> I, just, this, I remember finally, seeing there Godzilla's for like the, dummy thick. One of those half hour stretches between monster attacks, and just looking around, and being like, "Are we guys? Were we the bad guys? Do we? <laughs> is that bad? Should we not have done that?" Chat. Did, did we? Did we do a bad thing? Kind of my favorite part of this movie is that the vibe of this is just everyone sucks and war yeah. is bad. Yeah. Which, you know, it has to be. It's a Godzilla movie. I could have used, like, 5% more exposition on them just showing Bikini Atoll blowing up because I know what that scene is. But I think if you were somebody who had never seen a Godzilla movie before, it's like, why are we seeing this random nuclear test? Like, you, you could have you spelled that one out a bit. Like... Uh, like the two of you, I have seen Godzilla versus King Ghidorah, so I have seen the Godzillasaurus attacking the American soldiers oh, on the beach. Yeah, I I know the mythos of this series, even if I haven't seen as many as Parker and probably have seen as many as Chris, because you know Cliff Notes version. But <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, like so, like I knew what was going on the whole time, but there were a lot of scenes in this movie to me that were like. I feel like if you threw my dad in here, he would be like, why are you showing me this? And eh, maybe this is the American moviegoer in me, but, like, give me, like, 5% less subtlety. It's Godzilla. There's a big fucking monster. You gotta at least tie the fucking knots in this, you know? Yeah. I, uh... I had a point. I just completely failed. I didn't mean to... I didn't mean to no. not respond. No, to you're good. Like, like, I'm not asking other people to back up my points, dude. You're fine. No, I, I think I understand what you're talking about. Uh, it, I did kind of feel like uh, when I was watching it, I saw the Bikini Atoll thing, and I was just like, oh, yeah, obviously. But then I also read the Oppenheimer thing. So, you know. Uh, I mean, yeah. Also, this is the 30th one. Someone, I have oh, a feeling that people know. Go ahead. Sorry, Parker. I mean, speaking of someone who is not, how we say, learned about uh, our own history, much less other histories... There's going to be plenty of people like me who, like, see that scene where he gets home for the first time. is like, oh, I haven't really seen this uh, perspective in media before because we don't tell that story here. Absolutely not. We get Pearl Harbor and high fives. And it's like, and then we won. We did it. We don't ever see the Japanese perspective. So for a lot of stupid piggies like myself, it's probably real eye-opening like, huh, we really fucked that whole country up for no reason, huh? Well, here comes the monster. Well, it's no reason, now. you know. Well, it was kind of fun. You know, to relate to that point, you know what I love about this movie? 
the firebombing of Tokyo is allowed to be its own thing in this. We don't have some character running in to tell us what happened at Hiroshima and Nagasaki. From all we can tell from what this movie gives us, like, Godzilla doesn't get transformed until further nuclear tests later on. Like, I think that's really important to show that this, like, city that's in ruins is not in ruins because of nuclear weapons. Obviously, nuclear weapons are horrible. That's the whole message of Godzilla. But there's so much more going on there. And this movie does a better job of telling the story of, like, the World War II aftermath than any movie I've ever seen. And I love it for that. What but also, it's like, an extremely weird movie to do that in. It is. Because I feel like you're also on the same wavelength where you love all of this, but in the back of your head you're like, but what if King Ghidorah showed up? <laughs> what if they had a big old tussle in the middle of the city? You know, it's, one of the things that I... Just not, it's hard to not want that. One of the things that I liked was... Uh, it felt like the movie was really talking about the the importance of like citizen solidarity while like not it kind of rejects the idea of like you have to be you have to have this like loyalty to the state that like all the war hawking nationalists really seem to like and i'm not talking from like an american perspective there's a japanese perspective there uh a friend of mine who happens to be japanese said that like this movie is just so important because like alex mentioned earlier there's a lot of just not talking about World War II going on in Japan these days. A lot of people are forgetting about what happened then. Uh, and to be fair, hey, I probably want to forget it too. But, like, this is stuff that is important for people to understand so, you know, you don't repeat the past. Nah. Yeah, don't repeat the past. Don't create here. Godzilla. And then Actually. don't hit him with several more nukes so he becomes super giga Godzilla. Because <laughs> that's even worse. Yeah. I mean... Just a quick, take a quick detour. Did you also like that part in the last episode of Monarch? Like, all right, you need some uranium, huh? All uh, right, we'll just drop a nuke on and we'll see what happens. Uh, so there is one episode past that that I haven't seen, and apparently you haven't seen either. Oh, jeez. Uh, I thought they came out on Fridays. Yeah, they do, but there was one last week. We've both seen three, right? Because that was in the third one. Oh. Oh, geez, I haven't no, seen the most four. recent one. Oh, never yeah. mind. That was in three. My bad. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Back. Uh, to the- uh, but, <laughs> by the way, Chris, uh, when you get around to Monarch, you're going to love Monarch, dude. Oh, that would require me to watch a lot more Kurt Russell than you thought there'd be. No, you don't. It's the Kurt Russell show. It's not It's not a Godzilla show. It's a Kurt Russell show. You're going to fucking love it, dude. Hopefully. They do, like, two full episodes of, like, setting up the backstory of the world, and then Kurt Russell just shows up and steals every fucking scene. It's... He is unbelievably magnetic in this show where he could just be window dressing. I... He if you're listening to this and you haven't watched it yet... He doesn't! No! Like, I and I respect him. He's the working man's actor. I fucking love Kurt Russell. Even though, you know... He took a lot of scenes off in Guardians 2. But, you know, we forgive everyone here. It's fine. Forgive and forget. Uh, no, no, the show's really, really good. I'm not going to slap the Andor label on it yet, because uh, that's the best show I've seen in three years. But uh, it, it has the potential to get there. And I really like that. It's almost like if you make a show that's like about fleshing out a world instead of being homework, you can do interesting things that are fun to watch. Who would have guessed? Not this guy. 
Yeah. Also, boy, there's a lot of weird monsters in that show. And we love yeah, weird monsters here. Oh, yeah. Big fan of big, stupid monsters that would not be in their own movie. Because at this that point, fucking... I feel like all the movies are just going to be like, hey, you remember this one from Japan, right? So just yeah, throw of all course. They the have to be. It's a movie. Here. Yeah. Yeah. Or then this, it's like, oh, my God, you know, we found this camp. I guess my dad's alive. And then... You have a pilot running at you screaming, going, oh, no, 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 there's a cryptid underneath our plane. And then the cryptid shows up and blasts his frost breath on everybody. That's what I'm here for. It's good stuff. We like, love frost breath. Like, we all like Godzilla Minus One. Has, like, an actual story, is about something, is beautiful. Like, just a great movie. This That fucking um, scene at the end where he's about to shoot the boats and it's just dead silent. Could have heard a pin drop in that fucking theater. Everyone's locked in. <laughs> but also, you get the ice breath cryptid that attacks Kurt Russell and his uh, his friends there. Like, there's room for both, and I love both of them dearly. So, uh, I I wanted to bring that up. I'm glad you reminded me. During that scene of silence, there were some zoomers in the back corner of the theater that were like still talking, and some dude like in the front yelled, "Yo, shut the fuck up!" And the zoomers were like, "Yo, sorry, bro." Like, and I've never had that experience in a movie. <laughs> I'm fucking ruled. Instead of arguing back, oh, I apologize. Uh, I didn't yeah, know that's like, how this important this bad. was to you. Yeah. Boy, and that was the... my first experience in D-Box. My theater spans generations. A lot of dads with their kids, which is really cute. Yeah. Not the case at most of the movies I see. Not a lot of generations were present at Thanksgiving. There's a lot of people that look like me by themselves. Correct. Isn't it just nice to like go to the theaters and see a good movie? Yeah, I sure hope yeah. I get to do that again this month. That'd be we're cool. going to be doing that for. Oh, well, movie. you will. Yeah, of course, <laughs> Aquaman. And then after you enjoy all basking in all of that, you can go home. You can watch Zack Snyder on Netflix. Oh it's going to be a great day. All I know the is Christmas of, spirit is with us all. Of all the different ways I've seen Godzilla be defeated in my lifetime. Quote, uh, air quotes around that. This is definitely the coolest one I've ever seen. I mean, obviously he's going to come back because it's Godzilla, but I, God damn, that was that was. Good I to look love at. the mad scientist trap. I love that that is like integral to this fucking movie. There's nothing I love more than bullshit convoluted science like, where they're like, "What if we sunk him really fast? What if we gave him the bins?" You're like. Uh, what if we, what if the work? balloon guys raised him to the surface really fast? God damn, that's such a good plan. I was all I... in immediately. <laughs> like, yes. I mean, just the first the scene where they're being chased in the boat and his head's just above water, not blinking. Oh my god, I guys, I love movies sometimes. Not all the time, because I'm looking at what I watched this week. Not all the time, but sometimes I love movies. Uh, before I, I get there, I. Yeah, yeah, because, you know, we, we're going to get to a movie we hate very soon. Uh, one last thing on that, because uh, I really like the lore with the boats in this movie. You know, the fact that they have this cruiser that's being decommissioned from Singapore, that they're bringing back. It's like, oh, but that's like one of our best ships. That'll stop Godzilla. I love the fact that, that the destroyers no longer have armaments. I love that they're, the fucking fighter that the main character flies is called, like, Special Provincial Fighter whatever. Like, it, this world despite the fact that it's coming out, you know, 70 years after this would have happened, feels so lived in in a way that nobody that's around today that's working on this movie could possibly know. 
I just, I really appreciated that. You don't get that a lot in movies that are set this far back. It they, they always feel so anachronistic in so many ways, but this, like, this movie feels real other than the giant dinosaur with uh, heat breath, but, you know. All I know is we're always, like, hand-waving the human characters, like, yeah, then Millie Bobby Brown shows up, and this is a guy with the podcast, I don't fucking care. But then you watch this, and it's like, alright, guys, you have to try a little bit. You have to give me something. I don't expect it to be like this, but give me fucking anything, please. Then I see that new trailer, I see that little deaf girl coming back, I'm like, god damn it. <laughs> Who could care? Well... Alright, uh... I'll still Alex, be there opening I... weekend, it's fine. Yeah. Alex, I guess you can talk about Gold Rush now? I'll be very, very brief. Um, because last night I went to put on Jumper, and because she, she was like, hey, what do you have to watch for the show this week? I'm like, oh, you know, this I got this Hayden Christensen movie, it's like 90 minutes long. She's like, oh, cool, and I start downloading it, and then I look up and Jersey Shore is on, because... She saw some meme about Snooky being too short to see over the counter. Uh, let me just say, I think the highlight of my wife's year was uh, realizing that she's taller than Snooky, uh, which uh, good for her. You know, take the little things in life when you can. But uh, you did. We watched the last three episodes of Jersey Shore season one. Uh, man, Ronnie gets in a lot of fights in those episodes. <laughs> I forgot about that. Uh, Jersey Shore rules. We love Jersey Shore. We hate Mike the situation. He's a piece of shit. He should be in jail. Uh, we love everyone else. I we love that's, Ronnie. That's... He's very normal. Absolutely not a fucking <laughs> psychopath. That was, was very regular. The most eye-opening thing doing a... Because, you know, we have all done rewatches, but after, like, a season, you're like, all right, I'm over it. Oh, Dina's showing up? Yeah, I'm good. I got what I wanted out of this. Yeah, yeah, fuck but that. But, man, the last that. time we did, like, a deep rewatch in the late seasons, it's like, Yo, Ronnie's fucking insane. How is no one stepping in? <laughs> this guy is... A fucking nightmare. <laughs> when he like, fucking knocks that dude out by cold cocking him with one punch and gets arrested, it's like, on one hand, I'm on Ronnie's side. Those guys are just fucking with him because they're on camera. And also, those dudes are in their 30s. It's fucking weird. But also, like, we probably shouldn't let this guy out in public. <laughs> running, running down the boardwalk, yelling, one shot, bro, one shot, bro, while being filmed. <laughs> Hell yeah. It's a good bit. We need uh, to get Ronnie a bully beat down. Everything with Sammy is... Wow. <laughs> it got <laughs> so much worse than I remembered. Just sitting there watching I... episodes being like, oh, he definitely hit her, huh? Well, this is uncomfortable. We're just going to dance around this the whole episode? Okay, argue about dishes, I guess. Look, that's all fair, but also, I forgot about both Paulie's Israeli stalker and the stink bomb they put under Vindy's bed. So, uh, <laughs> you know, it's worth revisiting. That's all I'm saying. Um, other than that... I've connected with several yeah, co-workers over like, hey, remember when Mike headbutted the wall and then did we stretch it out? <laughs> <laughs> it really brings yeah. people together. <laughs> uh, let me briefly touch on this, because unlike Chris, I'm not a coward and watched the third movie in four movie series. Uh, I went back and watched Hell House 3 earlier. Um, the movie's not good, but also, nope. as the, uh, the lore appreciator on this series, like, Watching that made me like four slightly more because uh, it seems they really care about the continuity of the universe from these stupid fucking found footage movies. And what I'm saying is, I'll probably be there for Hell House Nine on a uh, opening night when it's direct to streaming. So yeah. why stop now? 
Yeah, of course. I've seen them all. Like, I've internalized all the lore. They are very committed to being under 90 minutes. Like, I respect that. I will watch a new found footage movie that's deeply tied in lore, like, every three years. If they keep making Blitter Witch movies, I'd watch those, too. I'm all about lore. They're just cowards. Yeah, but that, that lore, though? I mean, Well, the original yeah, lore. It, it took yeah, a pretty quick funny. detour. It didn't take long. <laughs> I'm just still feasting on seeing Book of Shadows like a year ago. Like, it's still good, dude. That's that movie's so good for all of the opposite reasons that the first one is good. <laughs> hey, you guys have talked about that ad nauseum. I'm not going to do that again. Uh, I do need to talk about Gold Rush though, um, as our good friend Parker assigned me. Um, let's just check in with our three crews here. Uh, for, let's start with the Dakota Boys. Um, the Dakota Boys are real happy. Because they're on a track to mine enough gold to move their operation up into the fucking mountains. Because apparently the younger Dakota boy just bought a fucking mountain because he thought there was gold up there. And they're like, we need at least $100,000 worth of gold to move all our shit up there. Because there's like four of them. So like a fake gold mining crew. Um, anyway, they're bringing one of their loaders down the mountain and one of the tires explodes. And they're like, well, there's no tires within 5,000 miles of here. And they find one. They bring it up, and they, they put it on the loader, and they got to inflate it. But it's, like, two feet too small. So they have to, like, custom design, like, a piece of wood to stretch it out. And then the piece of wood's not big enough, so they just have to, like... They have, like, a fucking paint can worth of grease. They're just pouring grease into the hole to make sure the tire inflates. Don't worry, the Dakota boys get it done. They're going to go up to the mountains in their next episode. They got it covered. Uh... Let's go to uh, your good friend Parker's crew. Um, let me just start this by saying that Parker is doing all his gold mining in this episode wearing an Earth Day shirt, which is unbelievable. <laughs> Fucking asshole. <laughs> it's just, you, you have to know. You have to know at that point. But uh, I digress. Um, the ill-facing Parker's crew this week, after last week they barely got enough gold for tony beats is uh <laughs> tony beats is my favorite character <laughs> i fucking love tony beats tony beats is in the later seasons a lot by the way because he gets his own crew and his dumbass kids are in there oh and you get God. tony beats yelling at somebody related to tony beats named kevin that speaks like an american <laughs> so uh having him just appear every cover of those be like does this eat is this he is looks bullshit. like a sasquatch dude <laughs> He lumbers in and then just walks into the tall brush. You're like, all right, well, uh, Mr. Beats is gold. <laughs> well, anyway, so uh, Parker's big plan to make a million dollars this season, which is his goal, is uh, they're going to run the sluice plant 24 hours. Unfortunately, he doesn't have anybody qualified to run it at night after he goes home. So he, he gets like, he basically asks for volunteers, like who wants to run this overnight in a 24-hour shift gets a volunteer it's some guy with a neck tattoo who i don't think we've seen this whole season and he's like don't worry parker i got you like they've explained to me how they're on the sluice plant we get a, a scene of them showing him where it's like the most important thing when running the sluice plant is paying attention to everything he's like yeah yeah i got it i got it don't worry i haven't been you know running a backhoe for 12 hours i've got this uh so 20 minutes in, the sluice plant gets jammed. He goes to fix it, but he leaves the water valve open. Which means that everything that he does for the entire fucking night is worthless. 
Uh, Hell yeah, dude. That yeah, Parker Parker shows up the next day. He's like, this fucking dumbass. I should fire him right now. It's like, buddy, you put him here. What's wrong with you? But it's okay. Because he's like, no, I'm not going to fire you. I'm just going to call some guy from Todd Hoffman's crew last year to come in and run my plan at night. And that guy comes in and doesn't find the make a lot of gold. Everything's good. They're fine. The Dakota Blues are fine. But let's get to what we're here for. The Hoffman crew down in Guyana. Now... Again, every time it cuts to them deep in the jungle, it fucking makes me laugh. I just want to remind everyone listening to this episode: this mind over territory that Todd Hoffman is desperately trying to get diamonds out of is the place that Venezuela is about to start a war over. So, uh, (laughs) just keep that in mind as you're hearing all of the geopolitical events of the next. I don't know, five years? Imagine Todd Hoffman standing out there with a tank that won't fucking turn over (laughs) like an old truck. Ah, gee, we really uh, porked the bagel with this one. God damn it, this is the last tank in town. It's going to take a week to get up there. We're going to rebuild the fucking bridge again. So, uh, as you left off last week, you know, they, they unflooded their plant. They're getting ready to mine some diamonds, but they realize that, uh, the system that they have set up is not filtering them correctly. As one of the crew members tells Todd, you're probably getting one in 100 diamonds right now. <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay, because there is some fucking decrepit machinery on their claim. So they fly at an expert to help them fix it. And he's like, yeah, man, this would be really easy at home, but, you know, you guys don't have fucking anything out here. We're just gonna have to make do, we're gonna have to fashion our own parts and so they start doing that and then they're like all right we got to move these things over but we don't have like a truck to move them on because we're in the fucking jungle so we instead have todd and his second in command trying to balance these decrepit rusted pieces of machinery between two backhoes and carry them around uh they almost fuck it up like seven times but they get it there uh they get everything in place, they're starting to mine, they find a couple, like, really nice diamonds, like, they even have a diamond expert come in, like, it's fucking Pawn Stars, and be like, yo, these are gem quality, these are really good diamonds. But, uh, unfortunately, Todd doesn't know about these diamonds, because he's been summoned back to the capital of Guyana by the claim owner, who is some either Dutch or South African man, because that, ac- that accent is, like, identical, who's just like, Todd, you're a huge fuck-up. Where's my gold? And he's like, ah, you know, we've had all these problems and this and that. And the guy's like, no. Fuck you guys. You have to go home. You cannot mine my gold anymore. You are not providing me with any money. But there are eight episodes left of the season, and I can't wait to see next week how Todd Hoffman and his crew get back on track. Because, uh, there's no fucking way they're sidelining these guys now. Imagine getting kicked off of gold mining. Like a job that just does not exist anymore. And be like, hey, you suck too bad at this. Go home. It's so it's so funny when you're getting the scene of like Todd having to go back to the Capitol and be like, ah, you guys are in big fucking trouble now. Because he's just like, yeah, you know, I owe this guy like 12% of my output. But it turns out 12% of zero is zero. <laughs> so, uh... <laughs> I love that yeah, every, guys, single, <laughs> every episode they have like four issues and every single issue is met with, well, if we weren't in the middle of the fucking jungle for no reason, this would be an easy fix. But unfortunately, it's going to take five days to get this part here. That's true. What are you going to do? Every time something breaks, 
some fucking 1950s Chevy has to drive across a rickety bridge held up by logs. But he just will not give up. That's America to me. That's perseverance in the face of uh, everyone you know, your bosses, your employees, God himself telling you, hey man, pack it up and go home, it's not working. Just tripling down and getting a sick, sick one out of a hundred times. I can't wait until he manages to snatch a further defeat from the jaws of defeat. <laughs> like, I, I'm i so excited. He is the Chargers. That's why we love him. I That is offensive to Justin Herbert, somehow. Well, yeah. I mean, fuck him. What's he going to do? Six yeah. points? Fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> When your Potter is special teams player of the week, that's Again, that's how you know how the mighty going for New England he, Patriots. He did a good job punting. Patriots should have won that game. Absolutely, they, like they should have about twelve chances. How many that's times fine. have you said that this season? Nine. Uh, every time I was right. So fuck yourself. Uh-huh. I have not said that this season, nor will I. Yeah, well, I know They've given up twenty-six points in three games. Bill is coaching up these boys on defense, even with no Christian Gonzalez, even with no Matthew Judon. Like, you gotta have faith in in the old man's ability to coach him up on D. Yeah, D did great. wrong. (laughs) I guess I just didn't trust Bailey Zappi. Joe Flacco was out there on the wire for 12 weeks. That could have been you. Not wrong. Oh, well. Oh, well. I guess I'll have to live without him. (laughs) I guess I'll have to live with Drake May. What a shame. Yeah, yeah. no. Alright. We'll 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 see how the Patriots do in the game of games next year. Parker, what'd you watch? Oh buddy. Let's see. We talked about Monarch for a little bit. Um, so I put on Nick Mullen's new comedy special, but I put it on late at night and I ended up falling asleep. But the only thing I wanted to note is it only took twelve minutes for him to do a Chinese accent. So we'd love to see that. <laughs> Good job, everyone. Should I just like put that on in my house one night? No, but yeah, yeah, do that. <laughs> She'll love it. All right, all right. I'll to be that. fair, it was related to the Ninja Turtles, and I'll let you do that. I'll let you do that algebra yourself. I Let's I see. saw that clip. I that mean, was a pretty good clip. This was a good bit. This was a really good bit. <laughs> yeah, I definitely think he wrote the bit as an excuse to do that voice. But I mean, who that's can fair. Blame? We've all been there. Yeah, I should now, make her watch Stop first. You're right. Yeah. Speaking of uh, time and being such a limited resource on this planet and how we only have so much time so we shouldn't waste it, I made it nine minutes into Good Burger 2 before I was like, you know what? I don't have to fucking do this. <laughs> Shocker, That's funny not what I heard, yeah. To, I'd watch it, like have a whole segment about it, and I paused it and I was like, you know what? I hate this. And I just turned it off. And uh, I felt the sun got a little bit brighter, the birds started singing. I felt a lot better about myself. See, that's called self-control. Parker, please teach me your ways. When did you watch this? When did you see the sun? (laughs) Well, it was a very small window. (laughs) Um, Boy, let me tell you, this movie opens... Well, two minutes in, uh, you know, surprise Pete Davidson, which I didn't care for. But, (laughs) like, five of the first nine minutes are just Kel Mitchell as Ed, just doing bits from the first movie but looking 30 years older. I know it's not 30 years old. I don't know who did the makeup on this movie, but he looks terrifying. 
So it's just a man who looks like he's in his 50s with the dreads making that no making that voice which a lot a lot less funny in your 30s let me tell you that voice is a lot funnier when I was 10 a lot less grating uh doing that voice singing all those old songs putting the grapes up his nose I'm like hey this is fucking sucks and then we go find what Keenan's doing nowadays he's running some shitty business he's doing a presentation on some dumb product that doesn't work and Mark Cuban's there, and I'm like, you know what, man? I don't have to fucking watch this. No one made me do this. This does kind of right. sound a lot like the first Good Burger movie. And hey, point hey where Chris, I g- next week's episode? Please don't. <laughs> the point where I gave up, which I'm hesitant to say, because now Alex is going to definitely make us watch it, is uh, when the, they're <laughs> catching up. They're like, hey, hey, man, Ed, how's it going? He's like, oh, you know, it's, uh, I'm not doing the voice. It's two in the morning. He's like, oh, you know, the last thing that happened was uh, this weird guy from German TV showed up. We were on TV, and it's just a bit of a guy doing the most heinous accent you've ever heard as a German food YouTuber. <laughs> and that was when I paused it and went, you know what, man? I'm not. I can't do it. I will not do it. She was sitting on the couch next to me, stone faced, like she was watching a fucking autopsy. It's like, yeah, I'm, I'm not doing this on our day off. Absolutely not. Uh, just fucking wretched hey maybe it got better it's possible i won't be finding out though it's not what i've heard i can't imagine it got any better from there so i would really just like to commend myself for pulling the plug early because if i'd gotten too far i would have had to see it through but oh man mark cuban has like lines in this movie you guys that's important mark cuban talks to keenan thompson it's not good uh so i only watch uh two of the three episodes of this absolutely incredible documentary on it max called love has won alex when she turns this on (laughs) because um as we discussed previously absolutely no sympathy for cult members get it together it's 2023 after the hundred thousandth sign that tells you hey this is kind of a this is kind of fucked up right just bail it's not that big of a deal this one sucks at the up. bricks. Yeah. The cold open is body cam footage of a police officer going into their compound and finding the mother god's mummified corpse wrapped up in bed. That's how we start. That's before we meet anyone, learn what this cult's about. That's the first thing we see. So immediately I'm like, alright, normally I tune out during these things, but I'm fucking locked in here. Um two big factors. Uh one big factor is that it's a very modern cult and they were live streaming constantly so there's footage of everything anything they bring up there's webcam footage or phone footage of the second thing is a lot of these people uh they're still all in and a lot of them get interviewed so we're getting talking heads of people they're like oh yes i wonder what the corner is gonna find mother always said she had three hearts you're like fuck yeah dude i'm in i'm so 100 percent in you're going to learn so much about their lore, about um, their ambassadors from the other side. Um, her biggest ambassador, the one she communicated with all the time, was uh, Robin Williams' ghost. You'll learn about that. Uh, she has plenty of different names, Mother God, Mother Earth. My favorite was uh, White Buffalo Calf Woman. That's my favorite. She doesn't use that <laughs> one very often. Uh, there are several Father Gods. Which means like she'd marry some dude and they get bored and then move on to another cuck. The second episode focuses 
a lot on the final father god, who even the people that are locked in on the cult, they're like, yeah, this dude's fucking crazy. He, we, he can't keep coming around. Like, one of these dudes, um, someone asked him, like, hey, if she's god, why did she work in a McDonald's? And he's like, uh, because she puts the love in the food, duh. And that's just, that's the end of that argument. He's done. He shuts it down. So, even that person is like, this guy's fucking crazy. And this guy's introduced, um, shirtless. He is shirtless every time we see him, but especially in the confessional. Long ponytail, resting right over his shoulder, eating the sloppiest pizza you've ever seen. And he is just fucking rambling. He lets you know, uh, they ask him, like, the last time he had a job, he goes, Oh, my last job on Earth was running a blockbuster in Las Vegas. And then he just starts rambling. Like, the dude is clearly skits and out of his fucking mind. Like, the is man this, is insane. Is this Boogie? Yeah. Oh, Boogie's <laughs> is that his Yeah. Yeah. Um, a big highlight for this is, uh, they're, like, a big chunk of this is them all talking about how much they fucking hate this guy and how much he just killed the mood every time. Because they all live in a big compound. Because, of course, they do. They're a bunch of fucking hippies. Mother God goes to bed. You know, they're listening to, like, the most annoying-ass fucking... Just imagine the kind of music these smelly-ass people would listen to all day. And then she goes to bed, and he just gets up and turns it off and turns on Pantera and just starts walking around the room yelling, That's me! A vulgar display of power! And everyone's just nodding like, <laughs> Yeah, man, totally. Because, right, again, amongst us? everything was recorded. Like, literally, like, they would just... They'd be on, like, one of their little missions, and they would just go to a cafe and just sit there for 12 hours live-streaming. Like, every single thing is on camera. It is so fucking good. The second episode ends with, uh, them buying some house somewhere, and then, like, a week later, there's just them holding up the laptops, filming it burning down. And then this one woman's like, um, she told me to go burn some sage, and it sparked too much, and then it burned the whole thing down. <laughs> These people are amazing. I love all of them. I love seeing the world's dumbest people telling me that uh, a beautiful new earth is going to be ushered in by angels and that all I have to do is just become the father god. Like, it's, yeah, totally, dude. Who doesn't love angels? These people are still bought in. They still believe that she's out there somewhere um, making things happen. I don't want to say too much because Emily's fucking yeah. love this. It's so good, dude. <laughs> It's gonna happen. Like, I have no say in this, so... Yeah. I will be watching uh, part three later. I was gonna watch it today, but I had to watch Jumper. That's, uh, yeah, that's fair. You know? That was a mistake. That was a real skill issue. So that means the final thing I'd like to talk about is, of course, uh, the greatest <laughs> show of all time, The Immortal, where an oath sworn is an oath answered, as we all know. True. So he here's the thing. Um, for a while, this was, this was a pretty good episode. But like last week's episode, Alex, you were just going through it minute by minute. It was just like a nonstop we heaters. Yeah. We were just throwing piss missiles right down the fucking plate. This one starts a little slow. Um, so he wakes up in that asylum. Uh, as you teased, which I willed my teams to victory knowing that he was going to be in asylum. <laughs> and uh, see, a uh, problem immediately is that Rafe has been alive for hundreds of years. You're in an asylum. You're in a straitjacket. Do not tell the doctor who's interviewing you that he's a demon and that his boss is Lucifer. That is 100% <laughs> how you do not get out of an asylum. Uh, 
the cuck and parapsychologist are on their own journey. They stumble across a guy who wears a helmet who also believes in demons. I'll just, I'll just let that lie there. You can just think about that. Um, where this episode really starts turning around is about halfway in. When uh, the demon nurses use uh, a bunch of hallucinations to slowly gaslight Rafe into thinking that he's crazy. And not that he's not immortal, but that he's actually just a dude who lives in a trailer park. And that the cuck boy is his brother-in-law. And the parapsychologist is his redneck hick wife. And we just slowly <laughs> gaslight him. We're slowly, we're just like making him hallucinate. Tell him like, no, no, remember like you were you were driving drunk and then you flipped your truck. And you remember that? You remember that happened? And he'll have like a quick flash of himself in the 17th century forging his sword. And he's like, no, no, that didn't happen. You, you hit that, remember? And then like he'll see hallucinations of little cuck boys showing up wearing like a Dale Earnhardt shirt going, hey man, where you been? Like really just gaslighting him. And then we get to uh, near the end of the episode where things really turn around. Let me pause here to say that the demon gaslighting him the entire time is just a, a dude wearing a black leather vest and a gold chain. Wanted to get that in there. <laughs> but the, the cuck and lady, they find him, right? They go into his room, and he's sitting on the bed, blue jeans, a shirt with the sleeves cut off, eating a big old bucket of Popeyes with a case of Miller Lite watching wrestling. <laughs> it is... <laughs> amazing he's just sitting there in a full head-to-toe 2000 what a canadian thinks is a redneck drip now it is very important that i uh, reiterate the fact that this is what canadians think are rednecks because he talks in a new york accent the entire rest of the episode <laughs> he does not attempt a southern drawl he's, <coughs> i swear on my life he looks at him and says bada bing while drinking Miller Lights, <laughs> I don't know how this happens. I don't know the where the I don't know where the wires got crossed, but he's just talking like a fucking New Yorker while dressed like you guys think I dress like. Um, the he's being convinced that you know, so the cuck boy shows up and he's trying to get him out of there, and then the demon wearing the gold chain, looking like a fucking two thousands rave boy, is like, you know. You wouldn't be a fucking trailer trash bum if that loser cuck boy didn't ruin your life. So Rafe gets up and tries to beat the shit out of him. Uh, lady psychologist, who's dressed like a sexy nurse the whole episode, good job Canada, shows up and is like, wait, Rafe, no, and he's like, and he just snaps out of it. So he just pulls a sword out of nowhere and stabs a nurse. <laughs> uh, the nurse, who is of course a demon, uh, you've, seen, you've seen how the demons die in this show, right? What if of I told course. you... Uh, this demon, when she gets stabbed, um, her head jerks around violently the way the Fibbots do in Austin Powers ex when they explode when he does his sexy dance. It is. Oh, yeah. It, it's exactly. been that way for like four episodes, buddy. But seeing her do that dressed as a fucking sultry nurse is incredibly good. <laughs> so the day is saved. He's no longer the nuthouse. He doesn't think he's white trash. He just hugs the cuck boy and goes, sorry, little buddy. And then the episode ends. <laughs> yeah this is the best show i've ever seen in my life we love the immortal even when i was like you know what this isn't they can't all be fire and then there's just the reveal of him sprawled out in that bed holding a literal bucket of chicken downing miller lights until <laughs> hey come on we're watching a good fucking match here it is man best show in history lorenzo lamas please come on the show we love you I'm sure he's available. Uh, most likely. Are we sure he's alive? 
Eh, he's a, it's in the name, dude. Know. Of course he's alive. Yeah, that's that's, that's a good point. Oh, we should try to get the cock instead. <laughs> that seems doable. Hey, buddy, Al you ever fucked? Alternatively, no? right. I'm right here. I just want you guys to know that Lawrence Alamis has six kids, and one of his daughters won a season of The Bachelor. We'd love to see that. We'd love to that see his family continue to succeed. You know, when you're alive for that long, you're going to have a lot of offspring. All right. Only six, though. That's pretty low. Six episodes of Lucha Underground. We'll all be finding those episodes. <laughs> is is that the Mexican version of Bully Beatdown? All right. Uh, more so than you'd think. Uh, next up, Spanish movie. Okay. Uh, nope. Let's talk about... <laughs> Only takes two. Let's talk about Jumper. This is a this is a young adult movie. I guess is the only way to describe it because uh, I haven't read the oh, book yeah. that this is based on. Alex hasn't either. Uh, Parker, uh, I have a feeling that you this can is kind of like... it's halfway through. <laughs> yeah, Parker hasn't read the book. Yeah, I I have a feeling that uh, this is kind of like kind of like in the same sort of thing like Harry Potter, Hunger Games, stuff like that. It's like a young person has special abilities and uh, they find love. It's that sort of thing and they put it into movie form i kind of feel like almost nostalgic for this era of films because this feels very of its time uh or at least to me it felt very 2008 it begins with hayden christensen <laughs> on a pyramid saying he got digits from a polish girl i'm uh i'm glad you brought up this movie being of its time because i both agree and disagree it's very clearly in that space between like 2007 and 2014 or so but also if you put a gun to my head and asked me when this movie came out the second it ended i would have said like 2012 uh as a point of evidence in my favor i would like to enter a conversation i had with my wife earlier tonight who i did not subject to this movie mostly because we couldn't get it working on the chromecast but uh uh she apparently has decided to pay for Letterboxd because the ads are fucking insufferable on there. They are um, really annoying, yeah. I, and she, ex she explained it to me as, no, 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 it's actually worth the $15 a year because I get all these stats. And she was showing me. She's like, look, it says here my, my highest rated decade of movies is the 90s. And my second favorite, my second highest rated decade of movies is the, 20, the 2000s. And my third highest is the 2020s. I was like, well, where's the 2010s? She's like, well, it's, it's last. It's below the 170s movie we watched. And you know what? That's fair. Yeah. But also, this movie feels like early 2010s to me. Yeah. Bad decade. Bad decade. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of getting into that era. See, I, I kind of felt like early on, maybe like the, thir the first 30 minutes, I was like, look, I don't love this. By any stretch of the imagination, because there's nothing there to love. But you know this is all the setup you know if they you know ever get to the payoff this might be pretty interesting there is nothing approaching a payoff here <laughs> not even close <laughs> uh, yeah so uh we get the little kid teleporter thing his name is rice ball <laughs> that's the insult for this white kid rice ball I was immediate like, pause. <laughs> we should call the white guy pretending to be Japanese and not another teen movie. <laughs> it feels like this is something that like the real book readers would get. Maybe that was a thing in the book. I don't know. I was because like I, I didn't know that his last name was like, Rice. Hey, Rice Ball. Yeah. You'd be like whoa, whoa. Yeah. What I was the like, fuck? even I'm was offended. Like, oh, his name. Oh, okay. Didn't they also call Goku that in Dragon Ball Z Evolution? 
Uh, sure. I don't plan on ever rewatching that. Yeah, probably that happened. Yeah. Anyway. Sure. So yeah, he's a. I think the the little girl, by the way. I think that's Anna Sophia Robb. I could be wrong. I know I saw her name in the credits. It's like, well, it's probably her. Anyway, uh, he leaves school and he's getting bullied and stuff, and that sucks. And it's like he's kind of miserable. He says, "Yeah, you know, my dad's not such great company." He goes in his fucking drunk Michael Rooker. Dude, I'd want to teleport too. Yeah, it's fucking horrifying. Yeah. <laughs> it was shit. kind of it was kind of funny that he kept going back to the Ann Arbor Public Library. Like that, I felt for a while. I was like, "That's the one place he can go. That's like his safe zone." Or is this like one of those things where he's cursed with it? Like the kid from the episode of Johnny Bravo, he keeps teleporting him to the cornfield because that's what I was reminded of. And uh, yeah. that's where the good memories end. <laughs> <laughs> Because uh, well, if you've ever dealt with a, a graduate of the University of Michigan, they will tell you all about that stupid fucking library. Fuck those people. Josh, I know you're listening. Yeah, Josh went to the library. Wait, never mind. Those books are free. I anyway. love taking ah, specific not for Josh. pointed shots at our, at our listeners constantly. It's like, hey, when you get to this, go fuck yourself. Yeah. Contempt for <laughs> well, our audience know, is it... one of the building blocks of the show. Uh, well, look, if there's anybody else that's dating a Michigan grad, then they also you can go fuck yourself. And if yeah. anyone else is listening to this show, fuck up. But for a different reason, we'll find something. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got you covered. So he's like, "Well, how can I use this uh, this newfound power for the betterment of society? I will steal." And uh, he does. Yeah, he yeah, goes yeah. to a bank. He steals money and still has the world's shittiest apartment, New York's shittiest apartment. And he, I do like that he said, I was like, hey, I was a kid. What do you want from me? You know, this is what kids do. We rob banks. And as he grows up, that's just, that's his form of livelihood. He just does that all the time. Unless that one job was just setting him up for the rest of his life, which I guess that's a possibility. Uh, anyway, you Samuel know, L. Jackson. I just case. Here Yeah, go ahead. And say that uh, since the prequels, we've been doing a lot of uh, Hayden Christensen rehabilitation. Like, oh, those movies aren't his fault. I'd like to rescind all that. Yeah, yeah, we take all of that back. The choice to just have him do the voiceover is wild. I I think I still hold uh, some stock in Hank Christensen just because of Shattered Glass, which I fucking loved. I haven't seen Little Italy yet, so, you know, maybe that's the one that really, you you know, solidifies. Not not great. I was found it. I thought I was a regular-sized Italy. Yeah, so uh, Uh, he's clearly (laughs) not great in this one. This movie is an allegory for the prequels, where he just steals money constantly. Yeah, uh, fucking uh, Samuel L. Jackson is excited when he when he robs that bank while the fucking hives are playing. I was like, okay, we might have a real <laughs> sloppy late two thousands movie. And then, <laughs> yeah, dude, the fucking soundtrack. You guys heard that saliva song too, right? That How could I not? I not? That that must have <laughs> been my that bat signal. <laughs> saying that that sentence Wait. you guys heard that saliva song too that's a sign of a movie made for this show <laughs> yeah finding out this movie had a video game tie-in like really did a lot for me because it shows yeah oh i bet yeah so uh police detective fake police detective samuel l jackson is on the case with that hair and uh Turns oh, out he hates choice. Yeah, he, any hair is a problem. Yeah, <laughs> turns out he hates humans that can teleport for religious reasons. He says the word jumpers <laughs> the same way that Eddie Murphy says the F slur. <laughs> I I love that the bad guys of this movie are called the Paladins. It's so funny. <laughs> it does not fit in the absolute slightest. 
Like, yeah, oh, jumpers, yeah. that makes sense. Where the paladins, fuck, go fuck yourself. <laughs> it's an immediate go fuck yourself movie. These are our magic ropes that we can throw through portals you can't see to pull people back in time. Don't yeah, worry about it. then we electrocute well, them because have... it cuts off the electric the electricity in their brains and they can't teleport due to lack of electricity. Look, the two scenes back to back where uh, Hayden Christensen uh, sees turns on the news and sees like, oh my god, all these people are drowning. He's like, damn, I'm glad that's not me. Teleports to a pub in the old England town and goes and bangs a random girl and then goes surfing and then cut to Predator. Where Samuel L. Jackson stabs a teenager to death. Yeah, that was that was my thing. So, so we cut to jumps. this fucking scene in the jungle where he's got a teenager strapped with electricity to a tree, and the teen is shrieking and convulsing. And he says, "God can only be in several places at once, not humans." <laughs> and then just stabs someone who's like the age of everyone in the audience, like, ugh. That seems a little fucked up. Seems I'd watch a fucking documentary a about that cult. <laughs> the anti-teleportation yeah. cult. <laughs> the paladins. Yeah. This is where I mostly stopped taking notes, because most of the rest of this movie is uh, kind of generic and dull. He uh, he revisits his childhood girlfriend, uh, no longer Anna Sophia Robb, but a different actress. And uh, she's like, oh, that kid who I thought drowned, but had like this little bit of faith that, oh, maybe he's still alive and no one else believes me. Hey, it's nice to see you again. I, I guess put just... respect on fourth building the OC's name. Man, this lady is a yeah. Rorschach test of all yeah. these. Like, hey, is she gonna be something? This, from the this lady who uh, none of us have named yet. Uh, she, yeah, she's a. Uh, uh... I could. I won't. But <laughs> no, I could. let's 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 not ruin the mystery. For all of you interested in Jumper, you can find out who this Somebody is. heard me say that and thinks I'm talking about Misha Barton, and that's really funny. Yeah, <laughs> you could uh, put on Jumper and play along at home. Uh, yeah, also, uh, he, he beats up one of his bullies and abducts him and sticks him in a fucking bank vault. <laughs> that was really good. We hate bullies in this show. Yeah. Just, like, mayhem. This is another example of, like, maybe the movie should have been longer, because as soon as he brings him into the bank vault, he's nope. like, what did you do to me, you freak? And I was just like, my first reaction would be like, what the fuck is it? What's going on here? Hey, did this no, happen to you, too? I, What's going on? Parker, I said this to Chris before you hopped on the call. Like, this is maybe the only movie we ever watched on the show that I was like, this needs 20 minutes of exposition. Because I don't know what the fuck is going on at any point in this movie. <laughs> it feels like it makes when we watched, no sense. It feels like one of our early episodes where Chris and I watched The Snowman and was like, oh, they forgot to film a bunch of it. That checks yeah, out. That's a, <laughs> what the fuck? I, wow, that is a deep pull. I uh, Ooh, how do you forget Harry Hole? Was this like this had to be like a mandated like no? It cannot be a second over ninety minutes because like it. That's it possible. Credits sense. roll I, at eighty four like, minutes. Like, like eighty four. Yeah, yeah, keep it. I that know way. how they go from point A to point B, but I don't know why. At what minute does Diane Lane show up in this movie? Jesus, uh, <laughs> is is that is Diane Lane? Is that uh, his mom? Yes. Yeah, his mom. Oh no, his mom shows up. Uh, I guess in the flashback uh, to the top of the Empire State Building. That doesn't count. But at one point, uh, he gets arrested by the the not police in Italy. Oh wait, by the real police in Italy. And she breaks him out and says, "Don't follow me." Also, dump your girlfriend. <laughs> and he proceeds <laughs> to do both. 
I yeah, that's a mistake. Yeah. Oh, one of those is a mistake. Yeah. He uh, he's like, hey, babe, uh, I can't be with you. And she's like, tell me how you got this money. Uh, you know, fucking can't this tell was, you about the television. This was literally, this was literally my first celebrity crush after I had pubes. So, like, I well, uh, visual image. Th- this for, movie, uh, this movie did more for me than the rest of you. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely not, because. These two could not have worse chemistry, and boy, oh, they're oh, terrible! Yeah, the they, entire uh, middle of the movie really hinges on you. But also, that's just show. Hayden Christensen and blank. Yeah, that's fair. Well, again, little Italy. Like he yeah, must really yeah. love this girl. He's like the unfuckable hot guy. Like, if I could teleport, you literally could not get me into an airport. Yet he's going through it, and he's really committed. Yeah, to this girl he had a crush on in high school, and hasn't spoken to since. Yeah. Well, that being said, it was like, hey, what's a what's a really like nice, dignified way to take her to Rome in the blink of an eye? You know, there's no way that you can to do that without like freaking her out. Baggage check. Yeah. <laughs> I'll meet you there. Twelve hour flight. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, like, we there... must have just missed. <laughs> missed each other. I feel Crazy. like there's actually just no way around it. Like you have to reveal your magical powers, because otherwise, it just looks like chloroform. That's the first thing I would do. I'd be <laughs> like, honestly. hey. I bet you a shiny nickel I can get from here to there in under a second and just do it like that. Instead, they try to like mess around like, oh, I found the, the, the secret entrance to the Roman Colosseum, uh, which they don't even use a whole lot of special effects for that scene. They just like cut away from it. I will say that like the special effects for the teleporting, they look pretty good, I guess. I guess for 2008, I'm kind of grading on a curve here. But uh, some of it was pretty interesting, especially the part with, like, the car, where they're making the car, like, teleport into oncoming traffic, which, kind of a dick move on their part. You probably shouldn't be doing stuff like that. Like, I saw cars crashing into each other to avoid uh, the wrong car. And uh, as soon as I saw that. that, I was like, now Samuel Jackson's right. You have to kill all of these people. Yeah. They cannot <laughs> be. I, I mean, I said that when I found out that like, one of the other jumpers was uh, British. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, you think you're the only one? That, that's what bothered the shit out. out of me. It's just like, you think you're going to have a lovely little date with your girlfriend? I'd be like, what are you, jealous? Come on now. Look at you. I laughed <laughs> when I looked at that guy's face and went, surely this guy's been in other movies I don't remember. And saw he was one of the fucking band members in Queen and fucking Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> <laughs> that checks out so fucking hard, dude. Just you the know, creeping dread that came over me. It's like, okay, we don't have to watch this fucking meat cute anymore. Who's he going to talk to now? Th- this guy. Nah, uh, no, yeah. that, that can't be possible. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. Uh, you know, the whole time I was watching this, I was just like, when's that girl going to tell him to curve the bullet? And then I went, oh yeah, that's wanted. One of these days we're going to do that. Close movie, enough. Yeah. They, this one wanted, and what was the, uh, the other one that uh, kind of, Falls into this line of thinking. We almost watched Push. Recently. Yeah, Push, the other one, based on the novel by Sapphire. I uh, got him. Yeah, that's why you wanted to do the episode so you can make that joke. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we we, uh, we always make that Same. joke. It's a, yeah. Anyway, so uh, uh, Samuel L. Jackson comes into the Roman Coliseum and makes a mess of its pots and pans. And uh, I just want to be clear: we've never repeated a joke on this show. Yeah, and uh, they go back to <laughs> the British guy's flat. <laughs> Which is like the dingiest fucking apartment I've ever seen. I'm like, oh god, you can you can be anywhere. You choose there, really? Oh, it's it's he's proper knackered, brother. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, sorry, his flat. Sorry, Parker. Uh, Thank you. It, yeah. I also didn't like Samuel L. Jackson gets like a machine that can teleport him too, or something. I don't know. 
fucking lame. I don't really understand why why they hate teleportation, but can also do it. But because only God fine. can have that power. It's it's one. I have a feeling if I read this book, I'd probably hate it. <laughs> uh, you don't say. Yeah, I have to admit, at a certain only point, things two. started to blend together a bit. Uh, we got to see Bella from Twilight. <laughs> Hell yeah, yeah Chris and Stewart's in Boy, this for about five seconds. I made seconds. a face when that door opened. <laughs> like, like there are movies that have rushed endings. I straight up, like, I looked down because I was eating as this was ending. And I was like, fuck, let me rewind it. I must have missed something. <laughs> uh, Parker, so this isn't an sudden. ending, all right? This is, I mean, I've used this joke before, but, like, uh, the only time we've ever repeated a joke. The, the, the one time here, the, the movie that most obviously solidifies the idea of this movie doesn't end, it just stops. That's what it does. Like, they roll the credits, and she, she literally asks him, where do you want to go next? It's like, I don't even know what he says. You tell me, and then they play a fucking song, and the credits roll. They're like, what? No. What, where do they go next? Isn't, they, isn't there something else that's going to happen here? And apparently they were thinking of making a sequel or something. So. Like, they have a big final battle, and they teleport under the water, and it's like, oh, fuck, they might drown. But then they just teleport from the water to a cave, and he's like, I, I didn't kill you. And he teleports away and then he, he goes and sees his mom and then the movie ends. You're like, yeah. what? Yeah. That's the end of act two. What? Yeah. This, where's, where's this is not going to get me to see Wanted 2. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy because this movie made a shitload of money. <laughs> like, yeah, it did. They probably should have made a sequel to this. I wouldn't not be surprised if a lot of people involved just didn't want to return. I can't, I can't blame them. I'm sure Rachel Bilson was available. Like, she wasn't doing a lot. I have a feeling that uh, Hayden Christensen was available, too, because I, I think when I looked at his letterbox, to, not his letterbox, his IMDb, that project sort of dropped off a little bit after this. You don't say. Yeah. He wasn't Remember Me, well, I, mean, I think. You haven't given Little Italy a chance, like you said. Like You, you know, said. that's, I one of these days, I'm just going to break good. that one off. I should just add it to my favorites list so I watch it. So... It is one of the things that's insane about this movie to me is uh, director Doug Lyman, who is also directed The Born Identity and Edge of Tomorrow and Swingers, and is directing the Roadhouse remake. Like, this is somebody that has made real movies, but also made this. It's bizarre. I feel like he has some stories to tell about this. Because yeah. I feel like every, like, three movies he does is are fucking cursed. Because I'm looking at that list, like, oh yeah, Chaos Walking sat on a shelf for, like, five years before they were just like, ah, someone has to release this. Like, it sat on a shelf, was done before COVID. And then everyone's just starved, trying to put out anything. They're like, nah, not this. Absolutely not. This feels like a movie that we should watch. <laughs> Absolutely, it does. Yeah. Because Chaos Walking was done forever ago starred Daisy Ridley like right after Star Wars Tom Holland in the middle of Spider-Man and just would not get released they would could not do it it's like how does this keep happening to this dude I don't know uh, I don't know uh, Oops. overall this movie uh, Jumper not not Push uh, it's just kind of generic uh, it, it, there's nothing about it that really stands out nothing that really captures your imagination there's a lot of movies that I watch uh, they're coming out now and they're kind of geared for a slightly younger audience more for like uh, you know early college late teens and 
slightly younger, I can say. No. Uh, and I feel like, myself, man, <laughs> if I had seen this when I was like the appropriate age for it, I would have loved it. This would have been great. This would have been great for my formative years or whatever. Not this one. This is not something I think I would have enjoyed when I was 18 years old. I have a feeling I would have watched this and been like, that was a waste of a Saturday. Yeah, 2008 was a pretty like bad good movies, oh, Much well. less this one. <laughs> what has changed? <laughs> 2008 me would sit there arms crossed watching movies that everyone liked and be like, you guys are stupid. You don't see how dumb this is. I don't think I would have liked Godzilla, Joker. he does the breath attack. And... You're a bunch of conformists. Get it. It's an allegory. World War Two? ever heard of it? And they're like, shut up. Also using the F slur. <laughs> you went to school. I, you kind of deserved it, though. Let's be I real. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, I had it coming. I... We're going to bring it back. Next episode. <laughs> we? So... Just waiting for the sale on Xbox Live. Yeah. <laughs> That's weird. Uh, Josh just sucks. Bad, dumb movie. Yeah. Yeah, there's a, no reason to watch that. Jumper. Not even for a podcast episode. Ah, well, you know, you win some, you lose some. It's all the same to me. It owns that we all could have just been like, hey, let's just talk about Godzilla instead, but we all watched that and also Jumper because we're stupid. I watched this movie, like, it ended, like, maybe three hours ago, and uh, it's already mostly gone. I can't even pretend it's not. Mm -hmm. A movie that, as you said, just, like, you're watching and you're like, huh, that that can't be the end. Like, there's no way. It's a lot about society. Well, he just teleports into a cave and says, ah, I could have dropped you near a shark. And then two yeah, minutes later, dude, the credits roll. You know what I thought about? I thought of a, a movie that Alex hasn't seen. Uh, Batman v Superman. Remember where he says, consider this mercy? <laughs> <laughs> My favorite thing Superman can say to you. Yeah. <laughs> the paragon of hope and justice. If you stand up again, I'm going to fucking kill you. That's <laughs> sick. Love this. Yeah. Thank you, Mr. Snyder. I'll see you on Christmas Day. Yeah. Oh, well. Uh, bad movie. But you know what? Hey, we all watched a good movie this week. That's a nice and that change. that good movie is Expendables 4. Yeah. We'll oh, take that. Yeah. <laughs> Tony Jaa. <laughs> he should have been a jumper. So we have this super badass secret society called Paladins. And they have little batons. Yeah, little <laughs> electric batons. <laughs> cool and a visual. You could just, like, Stop teleport away from them. Yeah. scum. <laughs> That's my thing. It's like if you see them coming, you could just go somewhere where they're not going to be, or build like a secret room that they can't get the into, like the like the fucking uh, people from now. You see, yeah, that do that. Join them. Join the secret society magicians. We got a crossover jumper. They they look like they've been trained by them too. That'd be a useful thing in their Pyramids stage. Act. Yeah, Dave Franco. Imagine if learns how to teleport. Spun a pizza box at you and then vanished. That's how they got to China. <laughs> wow. Or as they wow, call it, illusion. New York. <laughs> click, click, click. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. All right, let's get into the game of games. Oh, everyone's favorite. <laughs> 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 Three thirty, motherfucker. <laughs> What do you guys want to do first? You want to recap last week? Or you want to throw back some teams? Uh, throw back teams. Yeah, let's go ahead and do that. Fourteen. It's time. All right. I'll just let you guys know now. I'm throwing back the Rams and the Saints. I've 
thought long and hard about this for about three minutes. These teams are shit, but they're gone. Say goodbye. Uh, scroll back up here. Now that I don't have to do this all on my phone for once. God bless. Yeah, you do have two computers worth. Yeah, Just don't sure get confused. Do. Don't don't type across both keyboards. You know it doesn't work like that. <laughs> like a core. It should, you know, because you know Macs are so user friendly. But you know. Yeah, that's what I've loved so far tonight. Is how convenient this has all been. Let's throw back the Eagles and uh... Chris. You've already thrown back. Oh Eagles. right, yeah, I forgot. Huh. Hey, if your team has a winning good. record, you've already thrown them back. Yeah. I promise you. The options oh, yeah. are not good. Yeah, the good. options are uh, not as good as I would have hoped here. How about... Uh, I almost said something I would have regret. How about Arizona? They look like they're on a hot streak. Why not? Yeah. Let's get them out of here. Yeah. <laughs> and... Uh, none of these are... You do really... have Kryler. That's, that's value. <laughs> Uh, how about Detroit? Let's throw it back to Detroit. I can't believe that you haven't thrown back Detroit yet, but yeah, yeah, Detroit, we're in there. Boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> well, I guess Denver. <laughs> don't yeah, have, don't have a lot of options. That's the fun, though. And it says here, uh, boy, I'm going to regret this. That says in uh, two weeks, Washington will be playing against the Jets, so we're just going to have to hedge our bets, aren't we? We're just going to have to cross our fingers and make that play later. Well, the good news is Washington's pretty solid, and they play pretty consistently, so they should be able to take care of business. Uh, yeah. I don't know which of those teams you're throwing. Oh, I guess you can't throw back the Jets, so it's got to be Washington. Yeah. All right. And I will be hedging All my right. bets and taking the Jets that week. You better fucking believe it. Uh... Yeah, uh, well, you do get to assign a win after this absolute monstrosity of a tossback. So, uh, yeah, that was... where are you taking oh. your freebie? Boy, boy, oh boy, oh boy. You know, there's a lot of, like, obvious ones that I should take, but I don't ever want to watch a snap of this Raiders team <laughs> ever again. <laughs> Holy fucking shit. That is correct. All right, Raiders off the board for Parker. Chris, who you got? Uh, I don't know. Give me a second. Uh, take your time. <laughs> Just take the Cardinals back. <laughs> no, I don't like my options. Give <laughs> me a free win with the Cardinals. Considering it, no. Uh, give me a free win with the Titans. I was going to say it has to be the Titans. I am going to take the Minnesota Vikings to minus one. I'm getting out of that hole. Not the Patriots hole, but no, uh that's Yeah. That's where you live now. Yeah. They should have right, won. Well uh let's they, they should have. They actually should have won that game. The Chargers played like shit. It's fine though. You know, I'm not mad. You know, Bill Belichick's doing the best he can for a ninety year old man. You know, I I hope if I make it to 90, I'm as competent as he he is as coaching defense. But uh, let's look at the wins for last week. Uh, I won one of my four games because God hates me. Uh, Parker and Chris each won two of their four. Hey. Uh, 
Both you guys got wins with the Chargers for free. You're welcome for that. Uh, Chris won with the Niners and Parker won with the Lions, and everybody missed every other game. So uh, we're going to go ahead and spin this wheel. Oh, good. Uh, Everyone's favorite. One second, one second. Uh, yeah, say when. Uh, what the fuck is that button? All right, in three, two, one. It's only so like a yeah yeah. It's like a little delay with that. Yeah. yeah. That's fine. Uh, Parker, ban out of show. You are the loser. Oh, Victoria, get that shit out of there. <laughs> That's right. is so you, you controlled the game of games after a clutch heroic performance from your Patriots and that coin so, uh, <laughs> or the wheel, really. Uh, tell you what. Uh, Alex, do you get to ban out of show, or it's just him? Oh, wait, because he won. No, no, I, I lost yeah. more than you guys. Yeah. So. All right, uh, Alex, you get the purge. Uh, Parker. Okay. <sighs> uh, Parker, you can watch The Immortal. I'll watch another bully beatdown. What the fuck? What? The... All right, now yeah. I'm mad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he, Parker won a lot of games, you know. You have to reward him. He won twice as many. You know, <laughs> go two and two every day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we do have a deal of the week this week. Uh, as stated last week, I'm trying to find games where uh, everybody's negative on both sides or as close to that as possible. And thankfully, this Thursday, we have a game where everyone is negative on all six teams. So, uh, Steelers Patriots. Bailey Zappi against Mitch Trubisky. Who you Holy got? Holy shit. Uh, wow. I'll take Pittsburgh. Man, that That's sucks. Nice. Yeah. Pittsburgh for Chris. Yeah, Pittsburgh. Shit. That Pittsburgh sucks, for man. Parker. <laughs> wow. Uh, my minus nine Patriots are getting out this week. Look out. They should win. Uh, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I guess. <laughs> we'll see how the cards fall. But actually, they should have beat the Chargers. That's bullshit. <laughs> Zach Kellen, uh, more offense. You can't slow it down. Except yeah, when you do. You really can't. Except when he does it for you. He sure does. Boy, uh, I sure miss those drive-killing end rounds. let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> he ran that cool fucking play with the lateral, like, two weeks ago. And he's going to get a job based on that and nothing so else. That play was so sick, though. Uh, anyway, uh, let's make our picks for, what's this, week 14? Yeah, week 14 of the regular season. I'll start this off by picking my Ravens. Ugh. Man, man, yeah, man, agreed. Yeah. Usually this time of the year, it's like, all right, well, these teams are, you know, we know what they are. Uh, incorrect. I don't know who well, any of these teams are. I'll go ahead and help you guys by taking my Packers. Oh, I do still need the Packers. Oh, hey, thanks. Every, all of us do. Yeah. We're all negative. Yeah, give me them Packers, please. Yeah. Wait, who are the Packers playing? The Giants in New York. Oh, never mind. Yeah, I'll take the Packers. 
That's <laughs> <laughs> a freebie, dude. Yeah. Take your freebies. Yeah. I was looking at the wrong part of the schedule site. Uh. Boy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. Well, I mean, I'm not in a really good situation with the teams I'm allowed to pick here. Uh, oh, may have I'm messed up on Houston. that. One. I can tell you that much right now. Tell you what, I'll take. Uh, uh, Houston like pick for Parker. I'll take Detroit. Although I'd, I don't know about them against the Bears. I always, there have been a couple games here where Detroit's like kind of played down their competition. Such as three weeks ago, it's the Bears. Yeah, I know. That's uh, <laughs> the one I keep thinking about. Like, Who can wait, figure out why? On. Parker, you want to take Parker? Want to take Houston? My mistake. Yeah. Alright, I marked that down for Chris, but yeah, that makes a lot more sense. I'll take Houston as well. Alright, that works too. Alright, that's all of Chris's teams. Uh, okay, that's over. What the, what, did I, what did I do here? Alright, there we go. Um, yeah, Parker, you get one more. I'm going to use my last one on the Saints. I know this pig's going to piss me off. But... I'm going to take my Bills because I'm at minus with them. <laughs> what the Bills playing? The Chiefs. The Chiefs who cannot Jesus score a Christ, point man. Yeah. Good luck with that. That's good. That I want to see. Suck. I want to see how this game turns out because I don't think either of them are very good right now. All right. So Parker took four teams that he's in the minus with. Hell yeah, brother. I I believe in you, dude. Uh, yeah, Parker has the Bills, Packers, Texans, and Steelers. Chris has the Steelers, Texans, Packers, and Lions. So you guys have a triple overlap? Look, All man, right, yeah. All I'm saying uh, is if the Bills lose, they still play the Patriots again. Like We can uh, we can run this back. You got time. That's true. If, if you guys are both negative on the Bills and they play the Pats, like, that's how deal of the week works. What's that? You know? A primetime game against the Chargers? I think we can, I think we can <laughs> fix this up here. We're just aiming for more ties here. This is And uh, Parker's slipping me 20s on the table so I can keep giving him the immortal. You guys Absolutely. know how ties work. <laughs> oh, man. I wish um, the immortal was only $20. I can't believe Chris doesn't want to watch the immortal. It's yeah. actually offensive to me. He, he, that's a, is that is a runtime only decision. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, I've got the Ravens, the Packers, the Patriots, <laughs> and the Saints. Alright, I'm sure this will go fine for me. Uh, Alright, what are we doing next week, boys? That's a very good question. Um, not wanted. We did an episode on Mana Tai Chi, right? Yeah, I think so. That was a yeah, yeah, yeah. We, I think we did. Was that the one with uh, Sean William point, Scott? It's been so long, I guess. So. No, that's <laughs> bulletproof. Yeah, Bullet right. <laughs> Man of Tai Chi is the Keanu Reeves one. Mm-hmm. We've all seen it, but yeah. I don't know if. Let's see what we got here. What about Constantine? Oh, is that movie good or not? I hate that movie. Oh. I haven't finished that movie, so I don't know if I really hate it. But I, I did tap out after like an hour mark. Oh my so. god, that's a oh, it's got Tilda Swinton. No wonder you hated it. It's also two hours. So, all right, you guys, you guys can watch a Good Burger too, and tell me how the rest of it is. Fine. <laughs> 
We'll, we'll watch it in no, shifts. No, I'll, no, I'll, I'll, I'll watch the no. I'll watch the middle thirty minutes of it. If we're gonna do Good Burger Two as an episode, it needs to be a live watch episode where one of us has it on screen for ten minutes at a time. It's explaining it to everyone else. <laughs> I'm not opposed to us each watching a half hour and then explaining <laughs> the rest of the movie to each other. Yeah. Well, I like the idea that one of us watches like a different movie. <laughs> <laughs> So I this one, Aquaman playing, uh, is fighting uh, with his girlfriend. <laughs> I mean, we've got some Lorenzo Lamas movies to tap into if we really want to. Yeah, let's go for that. Are they watchable? No telling. That's not important. I mean, come on. Yeah, why start now? Let's go to... Actor the amount of them that don't... There are so many of his movies that don't have a Wikipedia page. You love to see it. <laughs> They're impossible to find, I'm sure. I had to pay to rent Mask of Death because it's just not anywhere. Yeah, but was it worth the dollar fifty a page? Are... There's a lot. Oh, of I, I wish, here. buddy. I wish. All right. Do we want to go with uh, Final Impact or Night of the Warrior? <laughs> These generic titles are gonna be so hard to find. Gladiator Cop. Okay, hang on a second. You have my attention. All right, hold on. That's I found one a movie though. from 1995 called Midnight Man. When the police start a crackdown on Yakuza activities, a killer, James Liu, starts killing the cops, forcing a martial arts officer, Lorenzo Lamas, to fight back. How do we keep coming across the Yakuza? <laughs> it's always the Yakuza. I think they're looking for us. I think that's what's going on here. Yeah, fuck it. Let's do it. Who cares? There, look, okay, I'm good with that. However, there is a TV movie called The Flesh of the Devil where Lorenzo Lamas plays a character named Gropius. Okay, I'm going to need to know what that is. This might be porn. Hold on. It could be. Yeah, yeah I'm not going to search for that. Yeah, I best. don't think this is porn, however... It's too porn, Jason. I think. Right. Yeah. I. I... What is? What is? <laughs> All right. Next week's episode, Midnight Man. I'll make sure to. For whichever of these is on YouTube. Uh, let's. I'll, I'll take a look right now. Oh, Midnight Man is on. Uh, so it goes. I'm good. That's impossible. That's oh, right here. What luck! Uh, I see a. If that's the case, because all of the things that I'm seeing on YouTube are not this movie, so. Alright, cool. If it's not so, it goes. Let's see. One of the Yetis I follow gave this movie four stars and says, Lorenzo Lama shoots a lot of guys, sword fights a guy. Right, I'll be watching Hell this. yeah. <laughs> Midnight Man. Man, that is a lot of foreign reviews. I don't know what that means, but it can't be good. Oh no!
And that's the tea, sis.